Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's good, people? Yeah, boy. Mad Mike sitting in for K-Styles real quick. I'm about, we about to hit this re, 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 remix. Um, Friday Night Madness. Y'all already know what's that about. Absolutely no rules. Uh, absolute chaos. And uh, is that K-Styles? Is that him? Is it? I guess not. I guess he's Dark Man today. I guess I guess he's Dark Man today. Um, but let me get to some of this high quality H two O on down real fast. Should we do the uh the real roll call? Um, I'm an amateur at this, so y'all forgive me. So we about to do this. Uh, real roll call, real quick. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna try to do it like K Styles. Uh, Joseph, hey, Cole. hey, hey, I, hey, I'm in this motherfucker right now. As you already oh, see. <laughs> well, sit your ass down. Let me do the real, real roll call, what, real fast. Well, right. they, they, they do the real roll call then. <laughs> oh, you gonna play that call? What the fuck? Damn! Right. Hey, no, nah, go. Hey, 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 no. Uh, let me set you up right here. Like you said, we go get Mike. Go get y'all that three, the three little words that we normally give to y'all. What do we do, Mike? We give them that real rock. <laughs> so we're gonna go again. We're gonna start off from uh, the beginning to go again. Um, Joseph Thornton, Y-O-F, Jamal. Man, can y'all just have regular goddamn names? Like, damn. Who the hell do all that Y-M-O-F, Jamal, O-5? Y'all some damn computer get glitches or something? Robert, Ponder, Coach Will, Talk Sports, Gabriel, uh, Lambro? Man, I'm already sick of this shit. All right. Atlanta, 43. <laughs> Uh, Noah Tyndale in the house, Pat Norris, Vlad Tepes, uh, Jerry Bowie, um, Bobby Boy, Zone 3, Cookie by Nature. Uh, I don't know who that is, but I'll just roll with it. Um, <laughs> Ryan Peoples, uh, Old Chicken Holler. See, this is what I'm talking about. Y'all motherfuckers do not hot. Y'all mama should be ashamed of y'all with these damn names. Who the hell named himself Old Chicken Holler? Michael Walker, not that Michael Walker, but Michael Walker nonetheless. Uh, Saints, I don't know how to spell them damn uh, Roman numerals. I think that's Saint 16. ATL Leo in the building, Big Neil, uh, Atlanta Nation, as always. Uh, Marlon Johnson, as always. CK22, Red Swarm. Um, somebody, I don't remember, I think I remember saying that name. Um, but I'm already tired of shit. Fuck this. Let's get uh to the the show. Uh and I guess backup energy. Backup energy. What what the hell is backup energy? That's already off on the damn wrong foot. The damn backup energy. Um, Mr. Backup Energy, do you wanna explain your name real quick? Yeah, um so there's a, a popular Twitter user, you know, he, he kind of said that uh, 
The Falcons should start Desmond Ritter because he has starting energy. And because Marcus Mariota, uh, for some odd reason, I don't know why, is humble enough to want to teach the other quarterbacks that he has backup mm. energy. So I, I would like y'all to explain what backup energy is to me. Um, I'm going to just – I'm going to just say, damn, backup energy sounds like something uh, Goofy would say. <laughs> um, Goddamn, we ain't even got into training camp yet, and we already talking about quarterback controversy. Let the shit play out. And, and a lot of people wondering, like, why am I in um, black mode today? Um, I got baby girl in the background, and – we good. She had on. I, I had a I had the noises. Um mm-hmm. the whatever you call it. The, the, the noises from the tablet. But whoo. Um good God. Um my take on this, man, backup energy. Like you said, man, I have no earthly idea what the hell is backup energy. Um I'ma just go out and say who it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's, it's one thing to be a content creator and have, you know, your your opinions and you explain your opinions and you explain your opinions. Okay, seeing uh, uh, I think everything crows for the you know man Mike for a bit. So as he gets it straight, you know, uh, just want to carry it up for a second, you know. So reason for the name of the show, you know, we we know how Arthur Smith is seemingly going to run his franchise. You know, he's going to tell you guys exactly what they're going to do. You know, he's said in a recent interview that Richie Grant, one of the reasons he didn't play that many snaps is because. It was already planned for him to sit back and actually learn the terminology and learn at his own pace. Same for Jalen Mayfield, but he was thrust into the starting job due to injury. So, obviously, the same thing is going to happen for Desmond Ritter. We all know, as far as y'all saw how the offensive line played while Matt Ryan was here, no one should wish that on anybody. So, we know it's a different kind of offense now, more focused on physicality. Uh, we're going to be run the ball, run the ball first, you know, more mobility. So, I think in the best case scenario, Marcus Mariota starting until his contract runs out is the best case scenario for this team. Obviously, because you don't want a, a player such as uh, as young as Desmond Ritter to come in and just get snatched up where his confidence is gone, and he's gonna, and then he turns into another bust because you thrust him into a situation where he was not ready and the team was not ready. So it, it's just smart to have Marcus Mariota start. You know, we don't know what the performance is going to be like. I mean, we we just in OTAs right now. So when we get into camp, we get into preseason, we'll have a better look on the team. But right now, ain't no quarterback controversy yet, man. We all OTAs. We don't even know who they are barely. We know Vince Taylor, 
Mercer's injury, Deion Jones, Nurse's injury, Keith Smith as well. Just like the saying, we don't damn know. So until we see video, game footage, everything like that, we're not going to know nothing. So let me, ask, let me ask you a question on that right quick. You still there, Devontae, you still there? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask a lot of people the question on this right here. Yeah, I'm right. So, so when you look at a comment like that, as far as when you talk about backup energy and starter energy and stuff like that, don't you think that's more of a defensive, divisive comment to try to put down uh, Marcus Mariota? Uh, it Can certainly you- is. I mean, we we've only known this guy in a Falcons uniform from just a few interviews. You know, we've seen a clip of him throwing a great ball to Kyle Pitts, but outside of that, we don't know what he's like right now. You know, we we already know from his experience. You know, he was starting in Tennessee, got hurt, lost his job to Ryan Tannehill, became a backup, and went to uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Played phenomenal when he was called to play on. So what we know is that this is a man that has experienced the all-time high, getting one of the being one of the top picks out of Oregon for Tennessee, being relegated to a backup, having to be humble and say, you know what, I'm just going to be here to help the team. Did that twice, you know, in Tennessee and Las Vegas. And now he's here to show us that he has a chip on his shoulder. Yes, he's going to be that guy that has that positive energy, using that word, to actually help uh, Desmond Ritter and Felipe Franks. That's been written about multiple times of how he's the clear-cut leader in that room. Obviously because he's the veteran, he already knows Arthur Smith's terminology. So, I, I don't I don't subscribe to the oh, we need new toys so quickly type club, you know, like cause I, I want them to develop at their own pace, especially if everyone thinks this is a rebuild season. So, like, why don't you want these rookies to actually develop at their own pace and learn and not go out there and get hurt, you know? So, as hey. far as their mindset, Marcus Mariota hasn't shown us anything where he's down, where he's upset, where he's – no, thinking about leaving, nothing like that. He is the most humble person coming here and saying he can't fill Matt Ryan's shoes. Nobody can fill Matt Ryan's shoes. Everybody know that. How many times does Arthur, Arthur Smith have to say, we are asking Marcus Mariota to be the best Marcus Mariota? And we have seen who Marcus Mariota is and, and can become. So giving him a chance, he's not even old. He's 28. Giving him the, the chance to come back to an offense that he's familiar with, I honestly believe he's going to show out this season. Yeah, because I think, I think it's really a damn shame that, you know, we trying to put this quarterback controversy thing in here, and then we have beat writers, Atlanta media, certain fans, it's talking about they moving towards the 2023, which we've already talked about as far as, goddamn, the season ain't even started yet. What do y'all want? Just to drive up anything and everything. There ain't no storylines <laughs> no more since Matt gone. So. Can't throw nobody <laughs> under the bus. Dion out for the uh, for OTA, so he can't say nothing about trading him. Who gonna trade? Because ain't nobody trying to trade for somebody that's injured, man. Come on now. Exactly. So, that's another conversation we can't have. So what else are we gonna talk about, man? That, that's the thing. There's no. Right. There, there's literally no narrative that anybody can speak of outside of making up one. That's why I had to stop my show. (laughs) 
Wait a minute. Do we got? Do we have a professor in the building? Yep, on Friday casual this time around. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, we got the professor in the building to hold it down for the people. Yeah, I mean, I saw whatever was going on. I was like, ah, oh, crap, y'all need some help. <laughs> uh, coming in for the time being. Uh, maybe y'all need another another face to look at since y'all want to be cameraless, but no matter. I had to do a a quick little setup because I was going to be trying to listen in as I was doing some more editing. Um, well, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> now, nah, I got a two-year-old in, in in his room uh, doing some other things, so uh, kind of got to be off the camera here. <laughs> yeah. How do I teleport? I, I ran. I ran over here. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, you can see you can see the sweat profusely down his face right now. He done teleported, ran, all that in the name of Jesus. Certainly. Yep. Yep. But but no no hi. So how do you feel about this whole thing about the potential quarterback controversy? That everybody's trying. Why do we really need to have one? That's what I'm saying. That's a good I question. Because you think about it, like it, this has happened in previous times with other teams, right? When when the Saints had Drew Brees, they literally moved on and tried to draft Eli Manning, but then couldn't get him. So then they ended up having him and Phillip Rivers on the same roster. I don't really think it's a situation this time around where, yeah, well, you have two quarterbacks, that means you have nothing. Well, really? Because there was at one point in time where Joe Montana and Steve Young were on the same roster at the same time. Did the 49ers not have a quarterback to work with? Why? So it's it's a matter of, okay, the level of expectations. Like, how high is it for each one, right? However high you have it for Mariota, is it going to be as equally high for Ritter? For me, right now, it's no. Yeah, because I know definitely the major reason why we're making this topic tonight is we had a certain tweet um, talking about Mariota has backup quarterback energy because he has backup quarterback energy, which is the reason why Devontae got backup energy in his thing because we still trying to figure out why the hell does this make sense to anybody. Uh, you want backup energy, sign Chase Daniels. He's <laughs> made more money being a backup quarterback than anyone else in NFL history. I, I think what's being, uh, being intentionally forgotten is that Mariota is a – a top pick in his draft, be an actual quality NFL starter with a playoff win. Like, why are we looking at him and saying, well, let's start the rookie? No, 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 not just a playoff win. He had to come back from an 18-point deficit. We've seen the best of Mariota. Can he come in and be a quality starter? We already know the answer is yes. He even did it in Las Vegas when he had to come in for Derek Carr. He won the game there. So why can't we expect him to do the same thing in Atlanta? This is set up to be a positive situation for everyone involved. So I don't, I don't see the point in having to make up narratives to start, you know, start any type of controversy. I'm talking about any position. There is no 
reason to do that. Let them fight for their position. Let them win by any means necessary. That, that's how I feel the team. It's it's one of those situations where, yeah, one of one one of these things has to be bad, right? Like, okay, well, if, let's say if you make a good play, uh, or you know, eventually Desmond Ritter does take the start over Mariota, and we're, oh man, it was because Mariota sucked so bad. It's like, no, maybe he was just performing better, and the coach wanted him to just like, hey, here's a little bit more on your plate, and can you handle that? Yeah, all right. Well, okay, let's keep moving on. Let's keep progressing you. Because, like you said, we've already seen, like, what a ceiling could look like for Mariota's career. Now, could it get back to that point? Absolutely, especially with the pieces we built around him. But the same can't really be said for Ritter. And that's I think that's the thing that most people are really stuck on. Because they see the potential that a person similar to Mariota, but with a bit more, I don't know, like maybe like intangibles for right now in their career. But at the same time, you really can't say that because, well, one, they haven't really gotten on the field as an official Falcon just yet. And second of all, we've never really seen a situation or more so any clips of Ritter, whereas we've seen a couple of clips of Mariota throwing so far. At least last I checked. Well, I mean, that's just one of those things where it's Mariota's job to damn lose. Right. And we that's how we have to look at it. I mean, you still got you still got the veterans. You want to put the veterans in there, let them lose the job. And and kind of getting back to this quote is almost kind of equivalent, and Devontae can attest to this is when we start hearing stuff about Deion Jones and this thing about critical tackles and crucial tackles and shit, and it's like, but what the hell is you trying to base all this shit on? The fact that you don't like the motherfucker? Just say that. Gonna come back in just a moment, guys. Uh, Design. That's really what it is when it comes to every player. People start seeing seeing dollar signs and saying, well, we could do this, we can do that, you know, as far as even even with our beloved, literally best player on this team, Grady Jair. Everybody was like, let's trade him for a fifth-round pick. That would be great value. First of all, that's disrespectful. I, I don't care what anybody says. He's one of the top defensive tackles, three, four defensive ends in the league, and you're talking about because, quote-unquote, we didn't get an extension done on him at a timely manner, trade him for a fifth. That's, that's, that just makes no sense. And he's a former pro bowler as well. It makes absolutely no sense. So I don't want us to start seeing this team and seeing money go around and being like, well, we can move it like here. Let's just get this pick, get that pick. Because picks ain't the picks don't mean nothing until you put names on them. Then you put actual playing time with film attached to that pick. So it don't mean nothing at the end of the day. Is Desmond Ritter the perceived future of this team? Absolutely. Does he have to start right away because Falcons fans are ready and hungry for something new? Absolutely not. Let him learn. Let him develop. Because that, that's what the aim, the aim of the game is right now, especially with a retool and rebuilding, whatever words you want to say, season, is letting them develop at the time they're supposed to develop. Just like Richie Grant right now, he's poised to be the starter because he sat back and, and waited his time, and Dean Pease is excited about having him out there. Now, does he have to win the job? Yes. But 
they have a plan for each and every draft pick, and it's not just throw them to the wolves. This isn't mad, man. It's just not everybody is ready and able to just go out there and start day one and perform like they're supposed to perform. Oh, the joys of having a dog. <laughs> they got one of them got playful and somehow got one of their toys like underneath a bit of furniture, so I had to get called for that. So, just got back. All right. So, um, getting back to the offseason talking, I know we kind of talked about it last night myself, but I want to kind of get y'all thoughts on the certain <laughs> topics as far as Avery Williams getting moved to running back and or the John Kaminsky cut. Like, how do y'all feel about that? Well, for Avery, I I think it's good for him, you know, that the coaches seem to like him if they're going to be able to move around and do whatever it takes in order to get him on the field. I think that speaks a, a good sign. Um even if it is like a position he hasn't really played since high school. He may have played a little bit at Boise State in college, but he doesn't have like the, you know, like the college reps enough. Um, As far as Kaminsky cut, well, just goes to show that (laughs) our, our GM is pretty substantially better (laughs) right now. If it means that, what, like you said yesterday, that since 2016, I don't even think we have anyone from the 2017 draft class. 20, yeah, yeah, from what we put in there, it's like we only have four players left from the 17, 18, and 19 draft class combined. Yeah, not counting Ridley because, he, well, he obviously can't play. Right. And Keith Spencer here said, what Heisman Trophy Ritter got? Uh, the same Heisman Trophy that most of the good quarterbacks in the NFL history don't have. It's the uh, Heisman Trophy for uh, starter energy. Yeah, the, the starter <laughs> energy Heisman. Instead of doing the Heisman on them hoes, he just going to throw money at you, all y'all motherfuckers. But – I see uh, what you call it. Mad Mike then got back in the damn thing. Yeah. <clears throat> For whatever reason, this thing is just stuck on not connecting to my computer. So um, I-, I guess they want me to be uh, dark winged up today, I guess. Dark winged up. Dangerous. Dark winged up. <laughs> I have to say, we're not slandering Ritter. Y'all seen that comment? We're not slandering Ritter. We just know we look at each season game by game. I don't see the point of looking at 2023, 2024, knowing we ain't here yet. So that's how I look at it. Marcus look. Mariota is poised to be the starter, so let's look forward to it. You know, There's no reason to be trying to look and look and look at the free agency. Who can get there? Oh, we need to sign this guy. We need. Oh, Ritter needs to go Turn into an MVP in season one because Patrick Mahomes. Like we don't have to do all that. Look, it's as simple as this. Okay, <laughs> let's just let let's let's stop. Okay, stop. We're gonna put up a whole red sign that just says stop. I'm gonna just get a prop and just say stop. 
You don't put a damn three-year-old behind the wheel and say, drive, motherfucker. So why would you put a rookie who's never played in the game and just say, here, this is the keys to the lead. This is the keys to our team. How you don't know the playbook. You don't know their you, you don't know their tendencies, the player's tendencies, where he likes the ball, what he, you know, what he's like if you get, you know, uh if, if you get in his face, is he gonna push back or is he gonna do what you say? Like you don't know any of these things. So why 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 would I decide to put a I don't give a damn if it's Peyton Manning coming out of college. This rookie needs time. Peyton Manning threw what? 28, 20-something freaking te- uh, interceptions in his rookie season? Why? Because he was not ready. He wasn't ready. So why the hell do we think a guy who was drafted in a third round is going to be ready to, to, to carry a football team with a bunch of new guys? And, and, and one more thing. Just because you bring up their weaknesses – doesn't mean you're being negative. This is just the damn truth. Everybody has weaknesses. Everybody has strengths. But the fact of the matter is, these guys have yet to play a single down. We don't know what Marcus Mariota is going to look like in the Atlanta Falcons uniform. We can we can only judge him with the uniform on. But until he actually steps on the field and say, you know, and and, and make those throws, run around, lead the team, then we'll see. But until then, all this backup energy talk is just some girl shit. Okay, that's female tendencies. Who the fuck says somebody got bad some backup energy? What the fuck did that even mean? Excuse my language, but what the fuck does backup energy mean? No, this is what women say. Oh, ooh, I like that guy. He got some bad energy. And this is the stuff we're talking about. Backup energy. Man, what, what is that? He said, back, man, he said back up, Cube. Y'all could be your fantasy. No, I ain't going to do the song. I'm sorry. I'm just, your, I'm just your backup quarterback, and I'm going to see. I'm going to throw the, throw the ball from one to Z. Hey, hey. Backup quarterback. Hey. It ain't, it ain't Big Lotto. It's Big Mariota around here. <laughs> he got backup energy and like I said I don't have a problem when people you know take their time and explain why they believe what they believe I don't have to agree with it but don't just say alright he got backup energy because he has backup energy Well, again what does that even mean hey, hey, hey like I said it's just like when Skip Bayless says that Dak Prescott Led the league the last couple of years in big time throws. Uh, what the fuck does that mean if they're not winning games? <laughs> I'm just, sure just he could have used a big time throw ball. with the 14 seconds left in the playoff game. <laughs> <laughs> because, because, like you said, it's just everybody, it's just you got certain people out here making up stats and shit to try to prove their point right. Talking about backup QB energy and critical tackles and, know, and but the, the, but the stats that really matter or like okay let's let's think of this 
let's say we throw in a rookie quarterback. They don't even have to be like the the number one overall draft pick, but let's just go with that premise. All right, from the first three picks, for first three overall picks of those quarterbacks drafted in that category for the last however many what twenty years you want to go back to at least fifteen something. Only two occurrences where a quarterback in that high actually went to the playoffs starting as a rookie. The first instance, the most recent one, was Andrew Luck in 2012. The other instance, 2008 Matt Ryan. Oh, really? So, you know what the big difference between those teams sound like? They already had pieces to surround their rookie so they could succeed early. Yeah, twenty uh, the twenty uh, the twenty ten Colts was still pretty good. Obviously, they didn't have meaning in twenty eleven, but then they were able to keep most of that roster that was intact good enough to put Luck in a situation there in twenty twelve. And then the the entire freaking Colts uh, front office was like, "Hey, you know, let's just <laughs> that was the term that they had, like suck for luck." We have the example. Of the Kansas City Chiefs with how they transitioned from Alex Smith. But they were a playoff team with Alex Smith. Falcons are not a playoff team right now until further notice. So, then if we were a playoff team and they were like, all right, let's just have, you know, let's get this younger, let's get Ritter in there, fine. I wouldn't even be, you know, arguing with nothing. We're looking at this team, but we don't know where anybody is going to be. We got every women's moving and running back. Yeah, we got. Wide receivers that wasn't here. They, almost the entire wide receiver room was not here. We don't know what's going on until we see it on that field. Yeah, there's even more examples of just quarterbacks just like being thrown out in the fire and they're not working out right away. Now, obviously, the examples that we can come up with, like let's say Troy Aikman, his first year went 1 15, and then the Cowboys had to pull some 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 backdoor magic in order to get that roster up and running again, which isn't possible because that was pre-free agency. So, like, you end up in those situations. Anything after that, well, we just had the rookie season of Trevor Lawrence to go off of, Zach Wilson to go off of, Mac Jones to go off of, Justin, uh, yeah, Justin Fields to go off of, and Trey Lance to some extent to go off of. Those are the five big names of last year. And one technically went to the Pro Bowl because of the team record. Other than that, like, which of those ones honestly impressed you to the point where, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to feel terrific about the season because of the performance of our quarterback this year? Like, you really can't give a fair assessment even now. So if you want Desmond Ritter to fall into that same category – you're still not going to know enough about him. We, we have we have the example of literally the Cleveland Browns franchise, even to this day. Drafting quarterback after quarterback after quarterback and putting them in bad situations, and then they end up busting year after year to the point where their most recent first overall pick, they're trying to get rid of them. First overall. They're, they end up winning out to go get Deshaun Watson. That's exactly what happens when you go out and get quarterback at the quarterback and put him in bad situations. Uh, that's what happens when you ain't got a damn plan. 
<laughs> uh, Broncos didn't have a plan either. So that's why they also shelled out and just got Russell Wilson. It's just like, you know what? Let's forget it. <laughs> right. But like you said before, as far as like with these quarterbacks like this, this is why you always say you want to have that team built first. Now, like I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking it from this perspective. Like I said, it just comes back down to the Atlanta Falcons got the quarterbacks, they got the type of quarterbacks that everybody wanted, but they ended up with the quarterbacks nobody wants. Smart ride, you can look. You need to go on with that bullshit. All right. Bill ain't did a motherfucking thing we up here talking about. Don't add him to the mix. Of like, shut, shut up. Shut up. Nah, nah we got to I don't nah, need a full but, season to see if, if a guy sucks or not, okay? I don't no, need a full season. No, no, no. Look, I'm going to say it like this. The only reason why he gets added to the mix is because everybody done put the expectation of him being a Super Bowl quarterback within the next three years. So he, he got to be Trey added. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because the thing is, once you put the moniker of saying that last year was the best quarterback class in the last 20 years, now the expectations go higher and the judgment goes higher. So regardless if you say, well, the team, that, that, that. Hey, hey Styles, do we need another example of what situation means literally other than last year's draft? And the best one is the one everybody didn't want because he was compared to Matt Ryan and he was under the tutelage of Bill Belichick and looked like the best rookie all season because of the situation. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a full man. Shut up. I didn't need, I don't need to see a full year of uh, uh, what's the, the quarterback from Green Bay that went signed the country? Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. I didn't see, need to see a full year of Matt Flynn to see that he absolutely sucked. Okay. See, see, but here's the interesting. Here's the interesting thing about last year's quarterback class. Remember the hype going into last year's class was Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. At the end of last season. Who was the major name that you heard that that you heard a lot? Matt Jones, Davis Mills. Uh-huh. Like I said, when, when you put the moniker of the one of the greatest quarterback classes of all time, that means that they're going to be judged on a pedestal that is higher than what you would judge. This year's quarterback class, on which was said to be one of the weakest of all time. So you can't say Justin Fields didn't have a chance. He had a chance because he started after week three. It's hard to say that Justin Fields had the worst situation when the Chicago Bears had to literally trade up to get him. I was so just about to say Davis Mills probably pick. had the worst situation and looked better. Jacksonville had the number one pick again. That ain't that ain't the worst situation when you done got it back to back. Like Davis Mills. 
Like I said, it just comes down to the fact that people are still mad that the Falcons passed up on Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Malik Willis. This is what it really would have come down to at the end of the day. It don't matter anything. This is why you hear people say that last year's Falcons draft class was terrible. Not because Kyle Pitts had a great season. Not because Jalen Mayfield, quote unquote, was the worst offensive lineman last year. Which I'm going to pick with that. Wait, wait, wait. Which I find BS in that. It's just the simple fact that they passed up on another quarterback. Another quarterback that they wanted. Another type of quarterback, too. I honestly don't care if they went to Cedar Grove or if they went to Westlake. I want the best quarterback that they can find that fits this game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, my, my, my mistake. Because uh, because Davis Mills had one wide receiver. Gotcha. Sounds like somebody I know, too. Everyone else was like on the on that <laughs> roster was like the backup backs of of, of another team, right. and then well, you need to get your head out of his ass, bro. Fields had a head coach they didn't want him. Okay, um, well, Jared Glanfield didn't want Brett Favre. Oh, smart ride. Don't think we don't think we don't forgot now. We 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 keep we keeping that for the whole season. But I get that the jury will still be out. Like we're not given a final grade on these people or these exactly. players. But at the same See, time, they weren't put in a good place to really give a head start and give these franchises hope yet. There's no and such thing as a, a, there's no such thing as a good start when you draft a quarterback in the top ten. Okay, top fifteen. If you're drafting a quarterback, there's no such thing. They're going into a situation where you have a poor team. Period. See, see, but the thing about it is it's subjective because it's also based on the person you like. Right. See, we can say with Desmond Ritter, like I said, it's not the most comparable situation because it's not really a complete offense, but they're looking for him to fail in order for them to get Bryce Young next year because they think that that's going to be the God of all God quarterbacks that Atlanta need. But as we learn from how a lot of people look at how these teams are, usually the best players for your teams usually be the player that you either didn't want or didn't think about the your team even getting. I, I just wonder, do, do people know that the NFL does not have a draft lottery. So the teams that are at the top of the draft absolutely suck. Absolutely. For whatever reason, they landed with that pick because they had a failure of a season. It means if they need a quarterback, their quarterback is going into a situation that is not built yet. Now, can they excel in some kind of fashion? Yes. But clearly, if you are at the top of the draft, you need a quarterback because your situation is not indicative of success yet. That's clearly what that means. Everybody is at that specific pick for a specific reasons because they did not finish the season the way that they wanted to finish the season. We can't make up rules because we like who we like. 
Okay. And that's the issue that I have. We want to put in place as excuses and, well, this guy didn't have a quarterback and this guy didn't have a defense. At the end of the day, it's about that quarterback and how he conveys leadership, how he reacts to certain pressures, the situation and the down, the accuracy, him putting on the ball on the spot. That's what made quarterbacks quarterback. Not the fact that he putting up 3,500 yards. Okay? And that's the issue. People get so caught up in, you know, his ability to run or who, who he has, you know, mm-hmm. as his receiver and whatnot. Like, if a quarterback can putting the ball on the spot, as a Matt Ryan did, all right, it was a year where Matt Ryan was putting balls on the spot, and he has, like, I think, like eight interceptions due to drops. Those balls were right where they needed to be. But the wide receiver dropping, they, you know, they 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 won for interceptions. Doesn't mean Matt Ryan suck, but when you have these things that happen to quarterback, the first thing is the quarterback is to blame. But it it, it goes back to what I was saying. You have to evaluate that quarterback or that particular player based on what they're doing fundamentally. Josh uh, Gilliam, I just want you to remember those situations those quarterbacks were in when you say they went to the Super Bowl early. Almost every single quarterback you named had a defense behind them. Literally, every single quarterback you named. Aaron Rodgers, phenomenal defense. You just named the Bengals, top defense. I can name literally everybody on their defense, top defense. Russell Wilson had to lose in the boom. Like, seriously, this, this is why. They have and Cam Newton right as well. Panthers had a around phenomenal them. defense. Hey, I about to say I want to go ahead and open it up for people because um, uh, mm-hmm. I think I think I think we might need a couple people to get on here, and I got one in particular in mind. Hmm. Hmm. But I won't but, do that. Um. He just got two eyes in his name. Let's just say that. <laughs> because I, 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 cause it's like I hear the same thing every time I see that name. It's the same exact comment. So this should be an opportunity to get on for him to get on and talk about what he need to talk about and how he feel about this team. He already laughing, you know. So smart ride, man. Hey, we need to get you on here, man. Y'all think y'all think we should go ahead and just open it up for the people? Mm-hmm. I, I oh, certainly yeah. do. And can you can you put that comment up by Gray Rock? He said, "Do about what? Which one?" Gray Rock. Oh, okay. Mario had worst interception years was broken by PFF, and they found he had more balls intercepted than were interceptable. He was unlucky and had receivers who kept babbling. You know, that was uh, babbling. That was the same thing that happened with, uh, like Mike was just alluding to. That was the same thing that happened to Matt Ryan in 2017. He had like 12 interceptions, but like nine of them were like off of tip passes and whatnot. Like they literally like went through the receiver's hands. But. Now, that's a stat, and when people go back and they look at the stat sheet, they realize that, yeah, he threw 12 interceptions. I oh, mean, that's terrible. Mm, well, 
I know a quarterback that everyone wanted in this draft class that actually threw more than that, but yeah, yeah that is true. That is what, true. what quarterback was that? Noah? Uh, hmm. The guy with 13 interceptions coming out of the Sears draft class. Hmm. What, what team did he play huh. to? Let's just say his name rhymes with Balik Millis. Oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Oh, yeah. I remember Balik Millis used to be the shit right there, boy. He, he was a damn mm-hmm. good quarterback. He just couldn't throw the ball in the middle of the field. That's running back I've mm-hmm. seen in the draft, I swear. <laughs> hey, not if Troy Anderson has anything to say about that. Oh no! No, remember, Troy, it's, not, it's not Troy Anderson no more. It's T one thousand, aka Tim Tebow on defense. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's T one thousand. Got one hundred nineteen people, and that one person still. I guess he's running from the depression. I didn't want to remember 2017. I, I, I was in school with him, and I remember watching it literally at the cafeteria. Austin Hooper dropped a damn ball left tipped to the to intercept and win the game. Mm. I'm still mad at him for that. As much as he whiffs a block, I'm still mad at him for that. Hey, man, I'm about to say, I'm about to say, go ahead and put it in there one more time. One more. Oh, it's been on my. It's been on my channel. It's still. It's still there. Everybody, it is easy. All you gotta do is click the link. You join in. You put your name in, and you get on the show. You don't have to show your face now. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I come on the show at work. So, so you, know, y'all <laughs> so you can't wait there. You say, say you can't use the "I'm at work" excuse if Devontae mm-hmm. is doing it at work. <laughs> I'm gonna be at work right now. Talking to y'all, I, I be doing whole three hours show while I work. So y'all, y'all can't tell me y'all can't be in your car and say a little something for five minutes. Come on now. Well, them comments, them, 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 the messages don't don't stop by Mr. Smart Ride. Well, that's because he's here. There we go. We'll and, and we'll welcome uh, Vlad as well. <coughs> that's right, fellas. Can y'all hear me? You sure can. Yeah, we can. Fantastic, man. Let me tell y'all something. I love the show, man. I'm always tuning in. I do the YouTube thing too, so I love y'all show with it. So yes, let's uh, let's really talk about the quarterback situation with Fields. We can start off with that one first with it. Now, I'm gonna say, yes, I definitely wanted Fields last year. Okay. Fields was the quarterback that I wanted. Not because I'm reminiscing on Michael Vick and any of that stuff, I honestly think that Fields was a good option for us. And I think he was a good option. I thought he was the number two quarterback. He and Trevor Lawrence has battled throughout there, um, not only the collegiate, but through their high school career as well, too. There's always been one and two. So I honestly thought, and that's how I feel, that Fields was a good option for us. Now, wow. Ritter, uh-huh. Continue. I'm sorry, I broke up. Dante, keep going with what you were saying. Okay. No, I'm just saying why. That's all. I just want to know why. That's it. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think the intangibles that he had at Ohio State, when you saw that, you saw the fact that he's able to scan the field, tough quarterback. He's not more just a running quarterback with it, he got an arm with it. 
And he just appears to be that type of quarterback that I think that we could really, we really could have used at that time. Because I was thinking, like, and y'all already know, me and the Matt Ryan thing, I was ready for that show to end. And it did end. And I think that would have been a perfect opportunity for us to have Phil sitting and waiting and would have been able to come into this situation. Now I'm looking at it like, because we got to think about it. When we look at the situation when it comes about getting a quarterback, the quarterback to me is that number one position you got to nail. You got to build a team around them, true, but you also got to be able to nail that quarterback thing. And Ritter, I like Ritter. I like the leadership. He's saying all the right things. But I can't really say he's not going to be good, though. I can't really say it because we still got to see him play. I'm not sold on Mariota. We didn't see that show. I don't think we should throw Ritter in there right I, now. I, I just, I, look. Mm-hmm. Just tell me why. For, we, you keep we, all, all I'm hearing is opinion, opinion, opinion. You're not giving me games where Justin Fields stepped up and said, bam, he's an NFL ready. You're not giving me moments during the game and said, bam, this is the reason why I think he's going to be. Okay, It's cool, all cool. opinionated. Gotcha. Okay, so listen. He didn't have the opportunity enough to be under the system that worked for him. We all know as a quarterback. It's about got, I got to stop you. Yeah, It's not about system. When we talk about college, college rarely, very seldom actually play in any type of system. These guys are basically free throwing out there. No, yeah, yeah, we talking Moment, about the pros with the Bears. No, we we talking about college. Where is a moment in college that said this is this guy is ready? He took over a game and said, "All right, this is the reason why he did this to a top ranked school, and he won and completely dominated." It was Ohio State. You, we, we saw that game. They was dominating the majority of the games. The only games they had two issues last year or the year before last. Only had two games that was an issue. That was the championship game, and he still played tough in that in the Big Ten championship game. But did and he play good, though? Everybody highlight that that wasn't a great game from him. He was he was damn near his ribs were broken in one instance. And he still went Did he play good? Way. He still showed oh, I see where. I honestly just want to know okay. why that he couldn't break out at a, a, a school that ain't had a quarterback being the top round since Matt Stafford. What, like at the Georgia situation? Yeah, I, I don't see why he didn't become undoubtedly the best guy there. Well, to me, I personally feel like that had a little bit more issues other than to do with just the playing on the field. I think they had more of I've chose my guy, and I don't care what you do, my guy's going to play. I don't think that was a pretty good – he didn't get a raw – it wasn't a – he got a raw deal at, at Georgia. Because as we saw, every time they put him out there, they put him in these gimmick situations. Yeah, maybe because he couldn't read the actual offense. And he see, couldn't I read this, I think he couldn't go year. through his progressions. He couldn't go through his progressions, and he couldn't. We're gonna find that out. I think this is the year we're gonna find out. Last year, I think it was just too much in and out. This is gonna be the year we find out if he can really do it. So, I mean, I don't disagree, but at the same time, um, 
you could tell the reason as to why he needed to wait. Why he shouldn't have been really rushed onto the field. Because Bears fans were so ecstatic about having him on the roster. They were like, you know what? Let's just forget it. We're just going to throw him in against the Bengals. And then we're going to have him start against the Browns. And it was like, oh, my goodness. Have you, if you've seen those games, he nearly lost the game against the Bengals had it not been for that defense. And, yeah, he got one yard total against the Browns in that first game. And from there, like, you really couldn't do any worse. But, but how much could you really get better from that point? But now, can we really just all throw that on a rookie quarterback? We also got to throw that on your offensive <laughs> coordinator, too. We got to throw that on the coordinator. Hold on, because the only thing I would say on that is, even though he, you can say it's Chicago, Atlanta runs the same exact system they run in Chicago. Think about the offensive coordinator we got. Who He's was literally the- from Chicago. He was literally from there. If you like see, it, just as a common sense, if you see that your quarterback is struggling in a particular system that you got, are you going to keep him in this system or are you going to try to – He has to get him? better. He's never been good at diagnosing the defense. See, that's the reason why he never joined it. See, 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 but here's the thing, though. See, now you're saying about putting the pieces around him, but see. when you talked about – but when you talked about Ritter – you already put your you already downed him and said that he's not gonna be nope no 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 no, no no here's my exact words for Ritter here's my exact words that ain't what you, you that, that that ain't what you said you said you like the leadership yep but I feel like he's not the guy I feel what like I, I, I there's something about it. I still got question marks with it I'm not completely down in Ritter because I just we don't know yet we gotta see we gotta see understandable but I'm not downing them yet. I'm not saying, oh, get rid of them. We got the wrong one because the, the class is coming out next year. I'm not sold on that. I think I think Ritter's a better option than what's coming out next year. Look, we no, can't keep talking about our feelings here and not actually put, actually put That's true. things that we saw on tape. That's true. I'm All I'm here is a bunch of feelings. <laughs> All right, this ain't Drake. I don't want to sing a Drake song. I don't want to hear. I don't hear nothing about a girl. Girl, you love me. Stay by me. Look, that's all I'm hearing from you. It's a bunch of. I think. I think. I think. Show me something on tape in college that said this guy deserves it. He absolutely destroyed this team. He played the best team here. He played the best team there because that's what. That's what separates the good quarterbacks from the great quarterbacks. When I look at Trevor Lawrence and what he did to that Alabama team, we're talking about a guy that was ready for it. He was ready for the moment. Oh, oh, oh. When we talk about Mac Jones, when Mac Jones played against Georgia, when he played against Texas A&M, he destroyed those teams. He was ready for the moment. Hold up. I did not see that from a Justin Fields, and I'm a Georgia fan. So all these feelings – Get rid of the feelings. Didn't Justin Field beat Trevor Lawrence? I mean, I, but can I? Can we? Can oh. we? Can we say something? Didn't Justin Fields beat Trevor Lawrence in a championship game? That's called a team. We're talking about oh, when you no, look at. No, we're talking about an absolute. Oh, man. Don't move the no, goalposts no. up. He had a oh. great game. Oh. oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, everybody. Hold on, everybody. See, now, like I said, now we getting the feelings into it from everybody. He, Let's... he had a great game oh, in that game, on. right? Hold on. 
Can I, oh, can I just res- I'm gonna I'm gonna try to reset the conversation here. All right. Go ahead, um, reset. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna ask the first question. So you were when we were talking about him on the, his situation in the Bears. You first of all wanted to try to allude to the offensive coordinator and talk about the system. So in your opinion, what system should Justin Fields have played in? Well, you know, a, a West Coast type of system, something that shows his ability, doesn't keep him in the pocket, allows him to drop back more, be able to scan the field more. He's going to get more help. They're adding it once you add. Because remember, the Bears also had a pretty – it wasn't a great offensive line as well. Does Fields have things to work on? Yes, he does. My problem is we can't just throw him to the wind just because – Falcons fans, this is what it sounds like, y'all. Did he ask you a question? What system that he needs to play in? West Coast style. But that's technically the system they do run in Chicago. It's pretty much that system. That's what an RPO is. RPO is essentially a West Coast system. But what but what you guys are doing, we are immediately saying he ain't good. And we haven't given him. I think we need. We to never give him said that. He needs we, more change. We didn't say that. We, we said, said no. Here's, 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 hold on, hold on. Let me say it. Let me say it. Mm-hmm. Nobody didn't say he wasn't good. The problem is, is you put him on such a pedestal that um. Hold on, I'm trying to get the words out right. You put him at such a pedestal and saying that. And I'm not like I said. This ain't just you, but this is what yeah, yeah, the yeah. popular. This is what the popular narrative of when Justin Fields came out was. If Justin Fields was a Falcon, we win the Super Bowl within the next five years. That's putting somebody on a high pedestal without a proven team. Yeah, now I wouldn't that. I wouldn't that. I'm going that far with it, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So when we so 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 when we talking about Justin Fields and when we talk about Desmond Ritter. If you pay close attention to both of those guys, they essentially have damn near the same skill set. See, the problem is, is when you look at the Justin Fields or when you look at the Malik Willis and when you look at the Desmond Ritter part of it, it all comes down to personal preference. See, Justin Fields was the pop, was the personal preference that the Falcons passed on because essentially as you see what happened, you think there's a, let, let, let me ask you a question. So the Atlanta Falcon offense last year, if they did draft Justin Fields with all the wide receiver situation going on in Atlanta, it, how do you think? It would have been, it would have been a bad, it would have still been a, a bad record. Uh, we wouldn't have made it to the playoffs. Probably would have gotten hurt. I think instead of winning seven games, I think with Fields, depending on how this system is looking and where it's going, we may have won about three games less. I'm not a big, I'm not a huge Matt Ryan fan. I, y'all know this, but Matt Ryan was a good. He was an option that he helped with those seven wins. You take Matt Ryan off there, I don't know if we get seven. No, I mean he literally had three game winning drives. Um, what, one thing I was going to try to say is I'm trying to see if I can remember my train of thought. <laughs> um, <laughs> people keep moving around. We also have like people coming in and off of the stream and I'm trying to pay attention to see who's ready. 
I'm trying to get uh, Big Sam on to join us, but he's just got a loading screen right now, so I'm just going <laughs> to wait for that. So, one thing I will say with uh, K Styles' point is there were still people that were saying after we had drafted Kyle Pitts and after the season that he still had that we still regret taking him over Justin Fields. See the thing about the thing about Pitts and Fields and all that. Like, in my opinion, we took the right guy. Like, there's no question in my mind. Like, I I think Pitts was still the guy even over like Jamar Chase because Jamar Chase went to like he couldn't went to a better situation of anybody in that draft. Like, the man literally went to the guy that threw him the ball in college. Like, that's an ideal situation. So no, Pitts was the best prospect there. And as far as Fields go, as far as my feelings towards Fields, like yeah. He was my number two quarterback that draft. Like it was Lawrence Fields. I had Lance and then Jones. I never got I never got the Wilson hype personally, but it's Mel Kiper Jones, your punk ass. Yeah. Pretty I mean, much. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, I just never got it. But anyways, but uh as far as as far as the Falcons and Fields goes. I like like Noah said a minute ago. Like Matt Ryan had three game winning drives last year. Like we'd have been lucky to win four games, and all you had was pitched the thirty last year. Like you wouldn't have had anybody. Like but you'd have, and you couldn't run the ball. So like you you your system like you wouldn't even had a functional offense. Like like by definition, like there was nobody there. You couldn't run the ball, and all you really had was Pitts as a target as a threat. You take away Pitts, like what do you have? So, this would have been even worse of a situation than Josh Rosen was drafted in. It, right. it, would have been, it would have been infinitely worse. And he got replaced literally the next year, although being a top 10 pick. The problem is you got people that have the popularity versus the skill set versus the readiness. And that's the problem. When everybody's pop, when everybody look at the popularity, nine times out of 10, they overlook the skill set or what needs to be improved on the skill set. That's the reason why when Justin Fields went to Chicago, he got tore up in the first, you know, first games he got is because, like Mike would say, quarterbacks got to go through progressions. They got to be able to read defenses and stuff like that. And the nuances of the game is something that you just don't pick up on day one coming from college to the NFL. You either got to have – that either has to be developed before you get there or you develop it when you get there. And when you throw him out there like that, if he doesn't have that development – it doesn't matter what system you put him in, what O-line you put him behind, the defense is going to get to him because he's not going to notice what's, what's coming at him. So if you'd have put him on the Falcons, it'd have been the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Because we had less of an O-line. We had no running game. And we had one, if that, two targets that he could throw to. And one being a rookie. So that that's, that's my... That's my thing. What I got from it, like Fields wouldn't Fields would have got tore up anywhere. People romanticize uh, certain positions so much, and they get hyped to being picked where they shouldn't be picked. We literally just saw that in this draft. Being a Georgia fan, I can tell you, Trayvon Walker is not the best prospect in that draft. He is not. They saw the combine warrior and said, "Let's see what we can do." There's potential there, yes, but. That's how people get hyped up to a certain spot where it's like, what are y'all doing? You know, I was laughing when Jacksonville took. I'm like, yo, that's way too high. Yo, you ain't the only one. I was rolling. I'm like, what are they doing? (laughs) 
picking at straws, hoping they find something. I mean, pretty much. Like, you were picking at straws from that Georgia defensive line, which I don't blame, but you probably got, like, the fourth best option. Right. You see, that was the thing, right? It's like, you know, you could have had some, like, so many, oh, that still that still boggles me. I'm, I'm going to put it to you like this. The reason why people have a big issue with Mariota and Ritter on Atlanta is because, case Styles mentioned it earlier, it's about popularity. It's, it's, that's what it is. You you will overlook the man's skill set. You will overlook what he has done. Like Mike said, then people interject their feelings and say, "Well, since I ain't get my player, both of them trash. I don't care what their stats are. I don't care what they did in college. I don't care what they did on film. Since I didn't get who I wanted, can't nobody tell me that they ain't gonna be bad." It, it's very selective, you know. What I mean, because the Falcons did draft some people from Georgia, but ain't nobody hyping them up. I ain't heard nobody hyping D'Angelo Malone up. I ain't heard no nobody hyping up his cousin, Justin Schaefer. All we heard was Malik Willis that, Malik Willis this. I think, nah. I think Jew Talk Sports uh, spoke on Schaefer a little bit. Yeah, what's going on, Shine? What's up, man? Uh, Would that have been- I'm sorry, but uh, I wanted to get the Keyshawn J uh, Super Chat, the $2 ones. Uh, he's like, it's the <laughs> it's way beyond what we're talking about now, but uh, it's the best fit for the organization we needed wide receiver. I think he was talking about like what the 2021 draft class. We kind of got well, we got Kyle Pitts, and he can be well either yeah. or. So, yeah. so yeah, just gonna go that. What were you about to say? Well, it it have been the same thing had we got um, Jordan Davis. You know what I'm saying? Because Jordan Davis was was up there now. It would have been a thing, whereas would they have said this would have been a type of defense that had taken us to the Super Bowl? Or would it have been, a, oh, well, you know, we got to see how he does. It was it was going on. Like I said, he's he's a great player. But you let everybody else tell it, it would have been the decision that the Atlanta Falcons made based on the popularity of the player at the time. And that's the reason why they're trying to create these narratives about our quarterbacks. Like, we all know, they whine and complain about us having a mobile quarterback. That's going to get us to the Super Bowl. That's all we need. But we didn't get the one that you wanted, so now all of a sudden our team sucks and we need to tank for a draft class that's unproven, that ain't even a draft class yet. I mean, you can you can call me naive or, or biased, however you want to say it, but I'm falling in love with Mariota every day, man. I think he going to be that dude. I mean, as far as Marietta goes, like, you really couldn't have asked for a better bridge quarterback. I mean, worst-case scenario, that's what you have on your hands right there. And, you know, I think in this system, like, he's going to – I mean, he's he, he's – the only reason he really got set in Tennessee is because Rodden Tannehill. Like, Rodden Tannehill was just, like – it was crazy under Arthur Smith. And Arthur Smith seen that. So, it's not really on Mariota, but Tannehill, like, that was just – that was a magical season for him when he took over. Like that was crazy. Like Arthur Smith seen it. So I think the same thing will kind of happen here in Atlanta with Ritter, where like Mariota's gonna get the nod. But that the main thing about Ritter that I just love about him is his that intensity, that hunger. Like you kind of got that fake hunger by certain players, kind of like Tack McKinley. He came in all rah-rah, whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then, but it's something about Ritter when you watch an interview with him and see that intensity, like that, like kind of intensity in his eyes, like 
you, you can see like he's going to refuse to fail basically. Mm-hmm. And like, that's half the battle when it becomes, it, it, it comes to being a great quarterback. Doesn't even take place on the field. It's like, how bad do you want it? Like when, once practice is over, how, how many more hours outside on that field are you going to be out there practicing? Two, three, four, five, six, seven. You know what I mean? Like, you got to want it, especially at QB. And I think Ritter has that intensity and that hunger, that true hunger to actually go out there and become something great. So he was I, already fighting to be the first person in and last person out. It, that's what I'm saying. Like, exactly. Like, and that, that's half the battle right there. So it's like, I, yeah, I think yeah. it'll be a situation like in Tennessee where eventually Ritter will overtake Mariota. And it's not even the fact that Mariota will be playing bad, it's just Ritter's going to want it. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, hey, I'm about- but by the way, let me get this out the way right quick. Let me get this right out the way. Regardless on Ritter, Mariota, the main thing that's going to help both of these guys is if we get the run game going. That's going to be the main thing. If we don't get the run game going, you put more of the pressure on them. Oh, oh this, Which, this, system right. this system lives and dies by the run. Like, if doesn't if they don't have a run game, like, the system doesn't even work. So, yeah, 100%. Right. And the thing about it is, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I got a question for everybody, all right? What is it about either both, either quarterback, both quarterbacks, at their game, that one particular thing, or two things that you like about those quarterbacks' game to say, all right, I see why. They were brought here. I have a quarterback. I'm going to start off. Uh, my first answer is going to be the anticipation on the throws. Both quarterbacks? Yes. They both have a tendency to throw before the receiver even gets to his break. Or before he starts looking at the ball. Okay. Yeah, as I was going to piggyback on what Noah said, too. That right there is going to play dividends, especially in this system where you have these receivers with such long wingspans. They're able to put them in front of them right there because, you know, that anticipation to put them in front of the – especially these guys with these long arms, they're just going to outreach these defenders. So, yeah, that's that's probably the number one, too. Definitely agree. The number one for me, I think, would be the leadership that I saw. Um. Even with with Mariota, they had a video out with him earlier where they were saying when Carl went out, how he just calmed everybody down, say, Hey, I've been here before. Mm-hmm. And then you got and then you got Ritter. I mean, you already having people coming up to him asking him about plays and stuff already. So you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's the leadership for me. I think mine is I think mine would be his their abilities once they see a something happen and change in the plays, they can they can do things to extend the play and not just let it die with a sack or, you know, strip fumble or something like that. They have the ability, you know, to get outside the pocket. They have the ability to look downfield. They have the ability to keep the offense on the field when everything else goes wrong. And I'm going to say with Mariota, I'm going to have to say it's definitely elusiveness and being able to break a big run. And when it comes to Ritter, in college he looked like he can like he can make every pass. So I think that's one of the things that they were like, okay, that leadership and he can make every throw. 
my one uh, B one B would have to be, especially for Ritter. It's his just like I said a minute ago. His like his just drive, like that intensity that he just wants it. So that's going to pay dividends to him in the NFL. So yeah, Jerry, did you have something? Yeah, I was I was gonna say I like looking at a lot of the uh, highlights on Ritter. I like how he moves in the pocket, and he's able to move in the pocket, but also he can move outside the pocket, which is huge in this division, considering that we have some good defensive pass rush. So I I think he's going to be really good when it comes to you know uh, being able to make something happen if there's a lot of pressure. And then also Mariota kind of has that same ability, but I'm I'm looking at uh, Mariota and saying, well, this guy really wasn't a bust. I mean, you go back and you look at his time at Tennessee, you know, he did help get him to the playoffs, and then he played really well for the Raiders. So he's got a lot of experience on this belt where he could actually feed off of that and build something from that. So I think both both of those have that advantage to where they can both complement each other having the same skill set, but one of them has been there. So it's kind of – I'm looking at uh, Mariota as going to be that guy that's pretty much start this season because he's been there already. And my second thing I'll say – oh, Case Allison, you were going to say Well, I was going to say with Mariota, but one thing about him is – it's the testament of what he's been through in his career, coming from that number, being that number one pick to being the starter, to getting injured and losing your spot and playing back up. It's just for him, it's the opportunity to prove himself. And like you said, he's not a bad quarterback. It's just the fact that he just couldn't stay healthy. We haven't seen a full healthy season from him really since 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think, I think a lot of people are looking at him as far as, as that he just was terrible in Tennessee and he had to leave and then now he just now he's here. Mm-hmm. He's not a bad quarterback by any means. Nah, I, mean, I don't know why people are looking at him like he's one of the McCown brothers or something. He doesn't suck. Because it was a narrative. Because they didn't they took a part of that situation created a narrative, skipped over what was the back end of it, and they ran with it. Like I said before, I said on other show, he wasn't a bad quarterback. He got hurt. But the narrative mm-hmm. is they scrubbed out the fact that he got hurt. They'll say that after the fact, but they, oh, he was terrible. He wasn't this. He wasn't that. He got him to the playoffs. He can't be bad if he can get you to the playoffs. And then he went to another team and played well mm-hmm. over there. I mean, yeah, like I said a minute ago, at worst, you got a damn good bridge quarterback that whoever may be taking over. And for all we know, uh, Mariota may be the long-term answer. I mean, we don't know. We're going to find out. But, you know. I can guarantee the one thing these fans are going or, – or some – I'm going to say some, not all of them. That would hate if Mariota actually shows out and gets some of that money. Everybody keeps talking about 2023 money. And he actually shows out and is here for longer than anticipated. I mean, that's not a problem at all, by the way. No, best case scenario. Sorry, go ahead. No, nah, I was going to say, like, uh, you know, I'm looking at it from a perspective that if he gets us, if he's able to get us to the playoffs and, and keep us winning, I honestly don't see why anybody would have an issue with that. I mean, you know, Falcons haven't been to the playoffs since, what, 2017? So if we get to the playoffs, yeah. you know. Here's the funny part, though, is that even when Matt Ryan was here and was giving us success, people were still clamoring about the quarterback position. You ain't lying. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, was, he was the reason why we was winning those games last year. Because if you'd have put a rookie behind that line last year, 
who who didn't have no experience reading defenses and stuff like that, I think it would have been more of a disaster. Plus, you didn't you wouldn't have had Kyle Pitts. Well, it wasn't. You remember with all that success he had, he didn't fit the uh, image of what people in Atlanta wanted. So it didn't matter what he did. He could have flew a space shuttle in the middle of the day on field. They'd have still been mad. I mean, unfortunately, right. That was that was shown to me in the preseason when Felipe Franks right. had that big run and everybody got so excited like he was the future. But but here's the, here's here's another thing too is without Kyle Pitts, would Cordero Patterson had the season he had last year? See, that's the thing, right? It's, True. That's the thing, Even right? With Pitts. Even with Pitts, he was still kind of getting burnt out in the second half of the season. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to get to. Like even even like like Noah said, even with Pitts, like he was still like kind of breaking down toward the end, end of the season. Like that breakdown at the end of the season would have been at at best, at worst or at best would have been like midway through the season. Like there's no way Patterson could have carried this whole offense on his back by himself. It just wouldn't have happened because I they would have like- They they would have targeted him like they did Pitts. Pitts took. The pressure off of Cordell, so he could do what he had. He was able to do those times. Yeah, he he wouldn't have even been the weapon in week two, in order to really delegate that. Exactly, right. mm-hmm. because Kyle Pitts was there. You know, he was able to open up some other lanes, make the defense look. You know, give them formations and make sure that two eyes are on this other player, so that way other people were able to break out. And then it, you know, we saw the success that Patterson had running the football, catching passes out the backfield for Matt and. It just got to a good rhythm with him, whereas if he never gets that starting point at, at week two against Tampa, then we really can't say that about him. Right. Especially down there in the red zone, because when we got to the red zone, I mean, these teams were bracketing pits. They were doubling him, tripling him. That that opened up um, uh, Patterson and the rest of the offense. Like, if you didn't have a, a, a pits there to eat up all those coverages in the red zone, we would have got less touchdowns than we did. Yeah. Well, Pat, yeah, because Patterson was the other big body besides Pitts. You remember because yeah. most of our receivers were small, so they were they were keeping them from getting off the line of scrimmage anyway. So, you know, you seeing Cordell Patterson go down the line, it's like, okay, we got to try to stop this cat, but we still got to look out for Pitts. There's also something I can say about Pitts. One thing I can say about Pitts, if he works on that route running, that boy is going to be scary this year. Bro, I got his. I, I I went out and got his jersey like midway through that season. I had to pick his jersey up. Like this man's gonna be ridiculous. <laughs> like and I watch, that. Yeah. And, and watch, and watch and see, watch and see that that what you said is gonna happen because now you got other big receivers and you got running backs that other teams are gonna have to pay attention to. So yeah, yeah, like he, that, yeah. that was the thing. As fantastic as Kyle Pitts was for us last year, he was the help. He didn't have help. Exactly. We, we got some yeah, 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 yeah. Like I said, we're not addressing though. <laughs> when we're talking about why certain people had a certain season, you know, you know, a lot of Cordero Patterson's big runs came on the left side. You know who was on the left side? Jalen Mayfield. Jalen Mayfield. Here you go. That that's the reason why. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. My bad. I have to say this real quick. When this is the reason why I. I absolutely despise everything about PFL because you, you're going to tell me that a team that was what eighth and the seven other teams that was above the Atlanta Falcons and the Jacksonville Jaguars had one of the worst offensive line I've ever seen. And you're going to tell me with their offensive line 
that Jalen Mayfield was worse than those guys, and we absolutely destroyed them with our defense, our defensive line, the same defensive line that had 18 sacks, and Jalen Mayfield is worse than those guys? See, we, we got to stop. We got to stop. It, it becomes a matter of picking on Falcons, and like I said, you can't have a guy in Foyer, a Foyer, a Lucan that had, you know, one of the better years, if not the best, of our linebacker, um, and that's subjective. Um, go out, get a forty million dollar contract, and he could have got that from a number of teams, including the Falcons, had they had the money. But you're gonna tell me that he and Deion Jones, both of those guys, are ranked. And, and, and the bottom of PFL. Okay, right. Styles, you know what to do with this comment. Go ahead, Kay. Run the damn Just to add to what, uh, what Mike was saying just now, <laughs> their ratings are so flawed. They gave Marlon Davidson a perfect grade, and that man got an interception. Why, why are we looking for an interception from our damn defensive tackle? <laughs> you know they said that PFF uh, admitted that their their uh, analytics are actually still uh, you know a work in progress. So oh yeah, so their with analytics, that being said, it's a lot of flaws. Their, their <laughs> analytics, their analytics is based off opinions. Period. I'm gonna give you one example. Uh, so a couple so a couple months back, I I saw this recently pop up again on my feed. Uh, they submitted this top 100 list based off of their, their last season. Like, this is their PFF top 100 just based on the grades of overall. They put Dallas Goddard over Jamar Chase. Yeah, uh, that was wild to me. Wait, wait, I wait. wait, wait. That. I need yeah. Alex in here for the what? What? Um, I will, um who, 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 what crack was they smoking? <laughs> That's been I, edible. I don't, know. I don't know, but it was a lot of it. Boy, it that, boy. Some, some of them Bisquick edibles. That Bisquit and fentanyl, that's what that sounds like right there. See, the, the, see the, the, thing about, the thing about PFF, it's like any tool out there. You don't ever take it as gospel. Like, you just mm-hmm. kind of, like, look at it and you're like, okay, you know, and then you look at something else. Okay, cool. But ultimately, you got to watch the film. You got to watch – you got to trust them eyes, basically, because there's no system out there that's going to grade, you know, a player perfectly. That's why these these coaches have – these 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 scouts that go out there and scout these players because if PFF was the gospel, what's the point of paying these scouts when you could just draft whoever PFF says if they were the gospel? Because you, know you got mean? a lot of that. You got a lot of that to come off of these uh, content creators and these these sports fake sports analysts and stuff with their opinions about who they like. They, that's why you don't never – their scores ain't based on film. Their scores ain't based on the stats. Their scores is based on opinions, who they like, based on their own narrative, and they put them up. That's why you look at certain things like when they had the, the PFF thing about, like, aging. So I'm like, how you putting five or six other players above him and this cat got the lowest, you know what I'm saying, yards given away in, in, in the season and stuff like that. It's about who you like. It ain't about no facts. That was, and still, then you got people preaching that like that's the gospel. Yeah, that was that was the biggest travesty of last year. Like that man should have been like ranked number one corner in in the nation in the NFL. Like he was playing out of his mind. And the stats back it up. 
exactly. comes down to it comes down to popularity into that case too. Everyone thinking about Trayvon Diggs is better than him, but Trayvon Diggs let up a thousand damn yards. How is he better? Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this about the same top 100 list that I was mentioning earlier. They put AJ Terrell at 47. I don't um, get that. Yeah. Right. See, right. So 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 who 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 was at least the five players above him? So in his position, um, really only Jalen Ramsey. I'll tell you this much, though. Trayvon Diggs didn't even make the top 100. That doesn't surprise me at all. But right. he's supposed to be the best the best corner in the league. He can't even make the list. Yeah, that kind Our of – narrative, count. though. I honestly, think, I honestly think this season is going to be different for the Cowboys because I feel like now everybody has a lot of film on uh, Michael Parsons. And I believe Michael Parsons and, you know, a lot of the pressure they were getting for Randy Gregory, all that, I believe that had a lot to do with why he was able to get those picks. That's but, the thing. You know, Go ahead. Oh, that's go ahead. Cert- that's cert- you're, you're, you're correct, definitely. And with, with certain yeah. people leaving, it's going to put the spotlight on him. He had help. If you watch the games when he was going through line, he had help. Exactly. Yeah, he, he was that Leonard Floyd type of cleanup guy. Exactly. Yeah. What, what exactly. happened when Leonard Floyd and Vic Beasley had help? Let me know. Exactly, right? There you go. <laughs> now you what look, 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 look you what, happened with, what happened when Dante Fowler had Aaron Donald? <laughs> what happened with Dante Fowler? That's what I'm Dante. saying, in case. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got him a forty-five million dollar contract to get six sacks, which was a half a sack more than Deion Jones had in the last two seasons. Not it, one year, it, but two years. It get bad. Yeah. You can cut somebody in, in, yeah. in the middle of the season, and they still top of your list on sacks. I was going to say, you've been in Pittsburgh so long with Jacob Tazoy and Mariner. That's how you know they can't get no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, say, I understand uh, what you're saying, fellas, but you know you can't really blame a player for that because it's a team game, right? So if I got to do X, Y, Z to get this player five sacks, then I mean that's that's a team game. It, it, but you know I mean, yeah, definitely. But it also comes down to like who's those players around you. Like for example, like K Style said a second ago with uh, Dante Fowler and Aaron Donald, like. Aaron Donald's an anomaly, and Dante Fowler's the living proof of that. You know what I mean? Because, like, if you got, you know, somebody of that caliber in the middle of that defense, I'm only 5'10", 185 pounds soaking wet. I could have got a sack on that that defensive line with Aaron Donald. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that man is – he's out there, man. Well, it's like like Mike said about the Baltimore Ravens. Why you think that made Tony Saragusa and them guys – made it made it easy for Ray Lewis to do what he did. Mm-hmm. You take them guys away, they're gonna eat up Ray Lewis on a lot of them um a lot of them pressures. And that's that's the thing they've been that's the thing y'all guys been talking about. It's always the guys that help them out that we don't talk about. Speaking of speaking of Ray Lewis though, um that was one thing about Grady though that I think that's Gonna, if I was to put money on any t- player to play for the Falcons right now to retire as a Falcon, it would be Grady. And it's not even so I – mean, he's amazing on the field, don't get me wrong, but, like, just like Ray Lewis, that locker room presence is invaluable. So mm-hmm. that man is oh. – well, Let me ask this question right here for, for everybody. What is a 3-4 interior defensive line's job in base? Pretty much just sit in the gap and create uh, wreak havoc. 
and occupy and, certain spaces. And free up for who? One of the edge guys. Edge guys and any linebackers mm-hmm. going through the yeah, lanes. They linebackers. So can you tell me when did we do that for our, our players that we had? We saw them get pushed back. Tyler Davidson get pushed back mm-hmm. all the way back to Macon, Georgia. Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> I thought it was and round then, 96. <laughs> whatever route that go. I don't even know where that go. <laughs> That's so and yet business. it was still foyer, the, the six-foot, 215-pound foyer, and it was still Deion Jones, the, uh, you know, like what, 6'1", 215 him, himself. It was these like undersized, typically linebackers that were still able to make all the stops, regardless of who was playing up in front of them. Like you can remove three people from the defensive line, it really wouldn't have mattered because it's not like they did anything in front of them, anyways. I was gonna say other than Grady, no, you're right, definitely. Have you talked about the when we talk about the linebackers? We should talk about the solo tackles as well. Who had better solo tackles? Dion did, but don't nobody want to talk about that part. Fourier almost led the team in assisted tackles. Because they want him off the team, not paying attention to the fact the man had a shoulder injury. They talking about old oh, man. That's why he had a lack of effort. That's why he wasn't yeah. uh, playing. I, I think, yeah. You don't I understand how hurt how hurt someone's shoulder is. And I, then honestly, imagine you have to smack yourself, your two hundred and fifteen pound body, into somebody bigger than you, consistently. Honestly, honestly I, it I hurts. Don't it, I don't think it really much. You know, it has anything to do with the production on the field because I think they were fine as far as their production went. Like I've been saying for a while now, I think it just it's going to come down to money. Like that's really all it's going to be. Like if Dion's not on this team, it's because of that contract. That that's a respectful reason. That, now, that was if Fondo makes that decision, then that's fine. If it's a money, but I'm just, I'm saying the fans want to thinking he just sucks. I mean, we no. Sean Evans, Troy Anderson, Michael Walker, they all better because, than some because they hear because they hear a narrative. They don't do research and they run with it. And then when they hear the other half of the narrative, then they oh. Well, he still sucks because they want to be right. They don't want to be informed. It's as much as I hate yeah. Jeff Schultz from The Athletic for that reason. He is the only reason people even know Rich McKay even on his damn staff. But nobody talked about Rich McKay. There's no reason to. Um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but what I was going to say earlier about, like, uh, Dion leading the team in, like, solo tackles, like, with the injury that he had, like, could you imagine a receiver – like leading his team in like receptions with like a fractured wrist. Yeah, exactly. That's like that's like playing quarterback with like a fractured elbow or a shoulder or something. Like there ain't no follow through. A running back with a bum knee and a broken ankle. And then they want to say that he lacked leadership. What? Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking he sustained that pretty early on in the season, and he just was out there toughing it out, and that would explain a lot of it. For his, you know, like the lack of production. I'm going to say like the lack of production on the field, but like the lower quote unquote grades that these people gave him, right? But he was out. He was out there helping our foyer. he was out there helping our foyer too. That's yeah, the that's whole the, thing. Out, he literally has video, yeah. documented video of this when he's mic'd up. He yeah. the lack of yeah. That he was helping out foyer. So, so a lot of the a lot of the stats that they talking about, he dropped in. Those went to foyer, helping foyer do what he did. What does toughing out a serious injury show you? Leadership. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what this I was man, getting at. I mean, the man, fact that this, this man had a bomb shoulder and still and still was damn near the best linebacker in the league. I, I, mean, I think a lot of people used to uh, 
seeing the Deion Jones that was always getting turnovers. And this season, they didn't see that. Or maybe for the past few seasons, they didn't see that. So they felt like, okay, this guy's no good. See, the the thing thing is, they they don't understand that the team around him got worse as well. The thing about He was able to do that when they had better players around him. Because when he he had them stats, who was on the field with him to help him out? We had Don Tyree Poe, Grady Jarrett. We had all types of defensive ends that was actually yeah. getting pressure. There you go. People that were able out there to able to let him roam like he like he needs to be. But like like even last year when he had his bum shoulder, like the the best thing about Dion in my opinion is how smart he is. Because he was able to go out there with a bum shoulder and still help feed Foy. You know what I mean? What, like, what people don't know is that we literally finished the season with more people that didn't even start the season with this team. We start Anthony Russian, Mike Pinnell, and James Vaughters. Come on, man. But you so know what, though? I'm expecting Dion to be a pro bowler. With, with but, no, with, with you, but you know what? When people attach a narrative to a certain player, they X out the team as though the player is on the field by himself. Yeah, right. That's the point yeah. blank. Whenever they attach a narrative to a player, they're going to skip over everything else, X out the team as though he running up and down the field by himself. Okay. Have you guys, uh, have you guys just heard trying to get sports on, um, on the player horn? Timothy Horn. Yeah, anybody heard any reports? Oh, no, what, what, no, wait, wait, wait. What, no, what's that? <laughs> I'm just going to say, like, <laughs> we're starting to get more people trickling in. I think 10 is the amount, is the maximum amount yeah, of people we're going to have on the panel. Uh, so I want to, I'm probably going to sacrifice myself so that I can get. Uh, Big Sam on here for y'all because he's finally ready. So, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead on the drive too. I appreciate y'all. Bye, All right, you too. All right bro. All right. Uh oh. Big Sam. OG. OG, triple OG. And we got the wolf. We, we got the wolf in the building. What up? What's going on, fellas? How's everybody doing? Oh, we great, bro. We loving it. Okay. Yeah. I just want the OG to be on. Let let the OG go before I start disrespecting. Oh, uh, well, uh, OG. Well, the thing is, he really can't do much because of his probably connection or something. Okay. Um, okay. What you got, Wolf? I mean. So we is we talking about the QBs or what, like is that the, today the QBs or whatever whatever's on your mind, man? Whatever you want to get off. Get off I'm not hearing any other adjectives but compete. I don't hear no other adjectives. Now if the experts say we're gonna win two games. What's the, what, what 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 type of energy am I supposed to have as a Falcon fan if we only supposed to win two games? I listen to all the experts. What am I supposed to? What type of energy am I supposed to have? What are we supposed to do? We got to listen to the experts, right? They're the experts, right? I stopped listening to them years ago. Oof. If I would have listened to the experts, yeah. I was in school, I'd have been in jail for a thousand years. Remember, Mel Kiper Jr. is an expert. Mm. Exactly. Mm. He and the expert in the headline, though. Mm. He is exactly. So. I mean, listen, I think Marcus is going to do a great job. I think Desmond's doing a great job, too. I mean, what? I mean, you're not you're not replacing Matt Ryan, right? It's not that's not possible right now. We don't even know what type of 
capabilities these two quarterbacks have. They're not Maddie. They're not Maddie by a long shot. We know that. This is not even, it ain't even close. But it could be. We don't know. We don't know the possibilities. You know, we don't, I, nobody knows nothing. I don't understand. Nobody knows anything about what's going to happen this season. Nobody knows if, you know, if, if, if we, like I said, if we don't, if he doesn't win under, if they don't win seven games, he already softened up the blow. The coach already been giving you Easter eggs. You know what I'm saying? He already giving you Easter eggs. You giving the fan base just a just a just a uh, you paint a narrative already. So, what? Who knows what to expect? Who knows? I just me personally. Um, shit, man. This. God bless the people in Texas. God bless the people in Buffalo. God bless all the people that have gone through mass shootings. Sometimes we got to think about stuff outside of what just football is. Word. Right. Yeah, you right. know, Arthur Smith had to come out with some sort of a statement about that. Yeah. Sometimes we got to yeah. think about, you know, this, this, sometimes there's things that's bigger than football. I got a, I got a six-year-old, and when, you, when your six-year-old ain't safe to go to school, it's a bigger problem than just what we talking about the quarterbacks or the defense or special teams or whatever. Real talk. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I I get it. You know what I'm saying? I get it because every content creator is different. Every person is different. I get that. But, man, we got to do a better job just as human beings when your kids can't go to school safely. Well, we can always put on that CNN hat real quick. Well, that's why I got. Hey. That's why. I got, which, oh, oh, we, oh, we, we finna go down. Oh, we could definitely go down that road now. Listen, no, I ain't ready for that. I, I, nah, took the energy for nobody or nothing like that because look, I enjoy you. You guys just, you know, uh, you guys are awesome, man, Mike. I don't understand why K Styles ain't had a thousand subscribers yet, but we need to get him to a thousand subscribers. I keep saying that we gotta get him to a thousand subscribers, but. My energy was a little crazy this week just because, uh, you know, man, man, when your kids ain't safe to go to school and learn, man, it's it's a different vibe, man. It is a different vibe for me personally. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to bring this the whole panel down and, you know no, what I'm saying? You I, I, uh, you I, I ain't trying to give no bad energy, but I'm just saying, man, it, like, man, look – if I could go to Pro Football Focus office, if anybody wants to shoot me the email, I'll go there myself and start smacking the shit out of everybody in that office. There you go. Because they don't know what what they don't know what's what. Shit. I look, I listened to a Detroit Lion fan the other day, and they was like, you know, oh, we it's two games, you know, whatever. Who knows? Detroit might win five games, six games. It's Super Bowl time over there if they win six, seven games. It's Super Bowl time over there. Did you see how happy those fans were when they won two games? Yeah. Shit, they waited yeah. for their first playoff. They won a playoff game since 1991. There you go. Bro, they ran out on the field when they won that game. Like, it was <laughs> the Super Bowl. Listen, sometimes that's – look, look. The, if, if, if the Falcon uh, fan base – it, it, we rank number 18. I read the article, rank, we rank number 18 or whatever – 
I mean, is it that bad? There's other organizations that have to do so much more work than we what we have to do. And and me following the Falcon fan, just the Instagram page, it's a lot of good energy coming off that practice field, man. They're having fun. Those young players are having fun. They have a, a brand new energy. It's like uh, it, it, it feels like a black cloud has been lifted off that practice field. If y'all see the reels. Yeah, it's it's incredible how the energy within the building has just been supremely uplifted. And yet people are still really hesitant to talk anything good about this team. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about the player, like the power rankings and whatnot. Peter King the other day, who's like been analyzing a lot of kind of stuff for like 55 years or so. Mm-hmm. He put out a power ranking that has us ranked 30th underneath the Jaguars. Number of clowns. Because you got you got the fan base that hasn't moved on and the team has moved on. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. They still exactly. sitting back there in in the Vic era mad about the dog fight. And here we are in a new era building a team that's going to change the culture. And that's the problem. Everybody's stuck where they want to be stuck at. And everybody want to be right about the Falcons at the time that they were at. They they ain't paying nothing. They ain't paying they not gonna pay attention to this team until they see we in the playoffs. And another half gonna still say, well, y'all ain't gonna make it to the Super Bowl. They ain't worried about this they worried about the team when Vic was on it. Trust me. And you know what? I'm gonna have to piggyback a little bit. I'm I'm gonna have to piggyback a little bit off of that with it. You know, I can't speak for everybody, but when you look at it, we've experienced a lot of letdown and disappointment. And that comes up to a point where you now have to show and prove. It's like with anything, you know what I'm saying? You experience something, you got your hopes up, and then you get let down by a bad decision or a player that's not playing good, you keep him on the field. So I think when you got that negative, I think when you get the fan base is not really sure yet, it's just because they've seen, they've been through so much of the I'm with you, I'm with you, and then it lets down. So I think it's not that a lot of fans are just negative. I think they just need to see it first, like consistently. That's how I look at it. Yeah, but but you got to look. You you got to look at reality too, because somebody can show you that things are changing. And if your mindset is that this team is going to be what it is, or it's always you got the mindset is always going to let you down. This team could win ten Super Bowls, and you still going to be like, ah, but y'all didn't win eleven. Now, see, I don't think I don't think people would do that. Let's let's take the, let's take Trey Young and James Harden as a comparison, real quick. Right now, when you put James Harden in the playoffs, we know if there's a game seven or a clinching game, we know he gonna he can't hold it, he can't hold water. We know he gonna drop it. You feel like if you put Trey in a situation in his young career, or what you've seen so far, he gonna come through in them crunch times. So it's about what have I seen you do? That's what I'm gonna believe. And I call bullshit on that because we seen Matt Ryan do that shit for fucking fourteen fucking years. Now, now look, no, now we no, still no. and we now still look. up here talking about what the fuck and, he can't do. Now let me tell you what the Matt Ryan thing real quick. Let me tell you, this is my opinion. What I haven't heard too many people say this opinion on Matt. The one thing about Matt Ryan, I don't think it was his fault that he gets the hate. It's the organization fault that he gets to hate. And the reason why is because 
when you get a top quarterback come in, it's something called expectations. Matt Ryan was the only quarterback that I feel this organization didn't put a major football expectation on him. They put one expectation Man, on him. Man, what the fuck are you hold talking on. about? Uh-uh. No, hold on. This what is the one expectation they put about? on him. organizations what they do they bring you in to be a piece of the puzzle no quarter no organization that said we're gonna bring you in so you're going to be the end all be all nobody ever does that and whoever puts the team together nobody ever say this guy is gonna give us five super bowls five championships we he's a piece of a puzzle so they would never any organization would ever do some stuff like that and say all right Mm-hmm. This guy's gonna get us over. You don't put an expectation on a team sport. This is not this is not tennis. Okay, yeah. this ain't tennis. So, That's so you telling me work. you telling but, me that's not sport. Real quick, you tell I me that well, go ahead, go ahead, bro. I, I apologize to everybody, but I just address not not you, man. Like the, the guy that just speaking. Listen, the apology is ever bigger than the disrespect. When we disrespect the player, we never apologize when we wrong. You never hear the experts apologize when they wrong about certain things. But the disrespect is always bigger. The disrespect is always bigger. And okay, you you've been through a lot as a Falcon fan. Shit, I've been through a lot as a Falcon fan. There's probably a dude that's in his 60s, 70s that been through way more as a Falcon fan. 53. Damn. Sam, Sam, right? You know what I'm saying? This probably I've seen Jim Jones to now, right? There's probably way more people that's been through so much more as Falcon fans. You know what I'm saying? But the apology is never bigger than the disrespect, bro. There's always there's always disrespect, but there's never the apology. This is what I'm saying. When you look at their energy right now, their energy is fucking great. Their energy is great right now. They having fun out there. Yeah, it looks like they flying around. They're having fun with it. And like I said, I think some people are waiting to see what is it going to produce. Okay. So, my man Matt Ryan, that's a Hall of Famer, baby. The Deuce El Capitan, that's Hall of Famer, baby. That's a check. That's a check. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I believe I believe Matt Ryan this. is a Hall of Famer. And you know what I'm saying? He was that dude for MVP but, check. But, but MVP. my thing is, my thing is check. anything I have to say against Matt Ryan, and I know y'all saw it too. Y'all watched the game just like me. But um it seemed like he started throwing the balls behind the receiver a lot. 
you know, like if a if a if a DB is right on your ass, I would like for you to throw it out in front of me so I can reach out and grab it, and don't throw it at my body so the DB can just knock it down. No, you know what I'm saying. Let me jump out. He was doing that a lot. Those happen at times with it. But you had the fans and you had that media, and they picked and choose what they wanted. They picked and choose what they wanted to complain with Matt Ryan about. Right. And I think the organization, the organization, it should have been a better type of PR. He didn't have good PR because when you look at the numbers, the numbers was there. But when you look at what the expectations, I'm still say again, it was just, hey, stay clean cut, don't be Vic. And now, he look, did that. He accomplished that. Now, yeah. I, honestly, I'm, I'm going to tell you what. If you look at the first game Matt Ryan played and you look at the events leading up to Matt Ryan coming into the game, they didn't. nobody expected Matt Ryan to be as good as he is, period. And that's the problem. They thought Matt Ryan was going to sub out that game, do a little something, the other guy was going to come back, and it was going to go back to, you know, um, game as usual. When Matt Ryan started throwing touchdowns, he started making plays. You could even hear the announcers say, that's how you start off a career. Nobody expected that. So that expectation led to people making narratives and started to nitpick this man's career. And they harp, they harp on more of his like mistakes than they did his accomplishments. Because again, at the time, he did not fit the image that was portrayed in Atlanta. And when you don't have expectations on a person to be great out the gate, and then he does the opposite, and if that's not what fits your your narrative, you're going to nitpick this man. That's why for 14 years they nitpicked, and he still did what he did. And they're going to nitpick him again. That's why everybody now quieted down when he went to Indy. But I guarantee you let him win a Super Bowl, and then it's going to come back on the Falcons. Man, the Falcons were stupid for letting him go. It's never gonna uh, be an end with this team. Yeah, but uh, Matt, Matt Ryan is from the from northeast going to a market in the south that was predominant yeah. that, that Shannon Sharp himself said is predominantly a black a black uh, community. Shit, I'm not even accepted by certain fans down there, and I'm Puerto Rican, and I don't even I ain't even <laughs> down there by certain fans <laughs> from up north. You, you ain't even down with us. I'm like, what you talking about? Like football is football. Yeah. You see what I'm right. saying? And, and yeah. But, yeah. Some, but see, I didn't even see race with it. I didn't see race well, with it because I'm a black fan. Wait a minute. Wait. It is. Some, it, sometimes it is because Vic was so in a hip-hop culture, bro. Hip-hop, right. hip-hop culture at that time was at the height. Now, now why this, though? Why do you think Jerry Glansberg was so popular in the 90s? Because they came out with a different type of style. Remember, yep. it's the only team with a 30 for 30 without a Super Bowl, baby. That and the Buffalo Bills, but they went four times. And they, the only reason why they gave us a 30 for 30 is because of our style. That was the first thing that they said was because the Falcons had the different type of style, the black, all that other stuff. But that, that's a predominantly black community. So Matt Ryan went in there like Bubba Sparks, bro. He went in there like yeah. the door Bubba Sparks. Yeah, uh, it, it was not. Nah, it, nah, it was more so of Asher Rock. Uh, there you go. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Man, like he he he's not Michael. He he ain't Michael Vick not by a long shot, but he also he's a way better player than Michael Vick. Way better. See, I think what it came, I think what I think what it came down to with Mike the Michael Vick thing and the Matt Ryan thing. See, this is kind of what happens when you deify somebody. See, Michael Vick was God status down here, so it was like. Okay, we look up to him. We see him. He's the representation of us. And then you're going from Michael Vick to Matt Ryan. It, and like I said, it's not the whole Falcon fan base, but it's a particular part of the fan base that still holds on to that. It'd be like, damn, I wish he was still here. I wish he was still here. But the thing about it is if we don't appreciate what we have at the moment, you you tend to take you tend to take the moment for granted, like you said with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan literally got booed down here in Atlanta when they drafted him, anyway, because they really wanted Glenn Dorsey, if I remember correctly. Oh boy, kind of sounds like the disappointment the crowd had when they took Ritter. Pretty much, right? Oh, Malik Wells. Excuse, excuse, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hey. But go ahead, go ahead. It is the elephant in the room and it is always has been. With Marietta and Ritter. You you really want to know what the problem is? They was expecting James Evans, and they got two Michael Evans. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. That's what's wrong with this fan base right now, to this very point right now, as we speak. That is exactly what's wrong with them. All this stuff about Debo and then trying to put Drake London down and all. Mm-mm, that Daniel was wrong with him. That's just bullshit. That's smoke screen. They wanted James Evans. And they got two Michael Evans. But, Let that now, sink you know, in. You, you know, we got to break it down too, even deeper when it comes to the fan base. This is a transient city. So a lot of these cats is coming here. They got loyalty in other teams. So when they the come mere- out here. And the pick. mere fact the that they are happy about a man that put his playbook in his trunk and never looked at it and had to run for his life and they blamed it on the offensive line, let that sink in. They think this man is a god. Well, yeah, but like his so expectation ain't no was yeah, to... but ain't no yeah, but Mm-mm, ain't no yeah, but Bro, that's what all this fan base. The hip hop culture made him a god, man. The hip hop culture made him a god, man. At that time, Michael Vick was yeah. in the hip hop. Hip hop at that time was so big. They look at people. I got a screenshot of the whole conversation about a man telling me about excitement is more is more important than win. Watch this, right? In 07, 08, I guarantee you, people that's my age, forty five was wearing other teams' jerseys because jerseys were so popular, true or not? Absolutely. 
Okay. Everybody and their mama had Everybody a Mike Vick jersey. Mother had to, right. when, when Fab came out with the jersey switching and all that, everybody was wearing a different jersey. Mm -hmm. And Mike Vick's wow. jersey I was off the chain. It was crisscross for me. Michael Vick's jersey was out of this world. I'm going to tell you why in New York. I'm going to tell you why in New York it was so popular, the Vic jersey, the number seven. Because the number seven up here was popular with the, with, with, with the seven, which is like a, a, a popular, I don't know if it's a religion or a way of life. It's gods and earths is the seven, which is knowledge mm -hmm. up here. Yeah, that, yeah. Right yeah. here, the seven was, was big with the gods and earths up here in New York City at that time. That jersey and the Roethlisberg before he caught his case, the rape case he caught. Those two jerseys up here was popping off crazy. Michael Vick was on a whole different plane when you talk about just in the in the black community. Just in a black yeah. community alone across America. You want somebody like that to succeed. You want somebody like that to succeed. It's just that Matt Ryan just did it in a different way. Wow. Got a white boy going to the South and he eating food down there. Matt Ryan was eating <laughs> food. So but I want to ask y'all boys a question though. Yeah. Is it is it okay for a fan not to like Matt Ryan? I mean, like, is he not a fan? Like it, it, I don't like dumb shit people us, say, but I can respect us, him as a man, us, as a person. If both of us like pizza, we love pizza, but I just don't like pineapples on mine. Is, is that okay? But it's about being honest about it, though. Stop, stop, let stop, me let me do it. Stop, 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 stop. Because you know what I'm saying? I'm born and it raised in Georgia. You couldn't you could speak about no oh, other stop, team in my house except for Atlanta Falcons. You know what I'm saying? Stop right. So stop, stop. you know what I'm saying, and, let, and, let me, let me and I say just it. feel like going to it. Hold on, chill. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop. Let me ask you. Throwing this the ball behind hold on, hold on. the players. Let, let me say this. Let me say this to you. All right. Everybody know how I feel about LeBron. All right. <laughs> no, they not. Everybody know how I feel about LeBron, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But when we talk about me saying to myself, all right, I'm an Atlanta Falcon fan. I'm an Atlanta Braves fan. I'm a Georgia Bulldogs fan. I'm a Georgia Tech fan. I'm Atlanta. I'm Georgia through and through. I'm going to support my team through and through. But if LeBron decided that he wanted to say, you know what, I want to help trade, I want to help bring Georgia because these people in Georgia have been suffering for forty for about four years, man. You think I'm gonna say, nah, LeBron, I'm good on that? No, hell no, because I know what the type of fucking player that LeBron is. At the end of the day, it's about his. It's about what he does on the court. It's about what he does on the fucking field. I don't have to like you, but if you're willing to come in and step in and help get us a motherfucking championship, I don't give a damn about what you like. I don't give a damn about what he likes and what like. Can you play ball for me? Are you going to be down for the cause? Are you going to help come in and mentor these kids? Are you going to sit up there and help the coach uh, stay in? Everyone, uh, like, stay in. After 
practice and continue to work on your craft, that's what the fuck I'm worried about. People so worried about who the fuck you like. Everybody want to like everybody. I don't give a damn about none of that. If you cannot help me win championships, I don't fucking want you. Period. But to kind of piggyback on, but kind of piggyback on his question about uh, kid, you like it? Like the issue isn't about downing somebody because they don't like Matt Ryan. It's the fact that people don't want to say it. Where you kind of tiptoe around it, where it'd be like, well, he fucking the owner's daughter, or um, he's privileged. Instead of just saying, okay, he's not my cup of tea. That's fine. Thanks. But don't but but don't tiptoe around it and don't and act like you don't want to say you don't like Matt Ryan. But then you coming up with all this other stuff around it. That don't make no goddamn really? sense instead of just getting to really? the point. Because most people, mo- most people don't like Matt Ryan, and instead of them being honest, they'll try to say he don't have stats or say he can't do this or say he doesn't have the ability, and they'll focus right. on his faults. Like I said, if you don't like him, just say you don't like him. It's a lot of quarterbacks right. in the NFL I don't like, but I never take their accomplishments away from them to justify right. why I don't like them. Because want to come here and help win us a championship. Sign me up for Tom Brady. Sign me up for Drew Brees. If they want to come here and help. It, look, people. There you we, go. We get, it's all mm-hmm. about your feelings. I don't give a damn about your feelings. I don't give a damn about my feelings. Can we put the team together that's going to win? That's what the that that was the focus should be. And then about making money. I don't give a damn who I if, if we work together and we work well together, we had a chemistry. We said this about you know Gene Wilder and uh, Gene Wilder and and, and, and um uh, uh Richard Brown. They couldn't stand each other. They could not stand right. each other. But when they got on that down, when they got on the uh, on, on, on the camera, they were magic. They couldn't stand Third each other off of them. And real they could not they couldn't stand each other. I love Matt Ryan. I will support Matt Ryan. I will, I will, man, Matt Ryan. No, there's no other fucking quarterback that's come close to what number two has done, El Capitan de los Mas. And if, like I said before, if there's anybody who's 70 years and older that wants to educate me on the Falcons of the 70s and the 60s, and if those quarterbacks are better than Matt Ryan, educate me. Because Matt Ryan, every time number two put on that goddamn jersey, we had a chance to win. Oh, my God. He's just laid it hey. out for me. Can I have it hey. now? I, not, I, I care about Oh, my God. He just laid it out for me. I Can I have it now? Can I have it now? I don't Can give a fuck about no Tony Gonzalez. I don't give a fuck about nothing because I don't give a fuck about none of those players because none of those players ain't make a fucking difference like number two did on Sundays. Bruh. The Wolf. I don't give a fuck. It's the difference between being Rick Flair and having Flair. I said that before. Sign. Boy, Sign. Boy. It's Ooh, a big damn. difference between Ooh. being Flair and having Flair. <laughs> It's a difference. Oh it's God. a big difference when you talk oh, about mm. the Road Warriors and you talking mm. about demolition. Mm. It's a big difference when you talk about Mike Tyson and then you bring in the real deal Holyfield. Mm. 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 
Mm-hmm. Don't let me stop getting crazy up in here because I went this whole house up, man. Well, you got Sam over there sweating, man. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't seen, look, look, I ain't seen Sam this goddamn quiet in a while, boy. Yeah, you didn't hit some real shit over there. <laughs> yeah, Sam, Sam, Sam about to get up and start <laughs> dancing. Yo, number two. That's all I got to say, number two. And I don't care now. I can accept Mariota. I can accept Ritter. Shit. Right. I- Except Baker Mayfield, if he gonna give us a chance to win, it's all about acceptance. But again, do you not like Matt Ryan because he is white in a in a black community? Is that it? Is we getting DNA? Is we getting, is we going- uh, no, what you got? No. Oh, so got? No. I, I <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. But it's okay. Okay, then Sam just left. Anyways, uh, I was about to head out, but uh, I just want to say, well, question. Link still works, right? Link in the chat, it's still up and running. It's still available for everyone to see. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, I'm just going to throw this comment out here, and I'll let you guys go. All right. See you guys. Maybe take the Really. Everything, I'm gonna work this out. It's available to you at your leisure. And of course, if you want to come in here, you can come get this talk. Uh, but I had to go. I had to had something to be here. I was only on here because of what happened at the beginning. Um, so, but you guys have it. Take care, everyone, and I'll try to see you guys next week. I know. Really? I had, I have reservations on this name. No, I'm just gonna say that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Good looking honky. Um. What the hell is this shit? <laughs> what the hell is you talking about? Damn it! I'ma say it. Shit. He put a name out there. Like, really? He said, "I don't know if Lexington still start out as a quarterback for the Falcons. He'd be better than Matt." Well, well, you don't get your goof ass on somewhere with that shit. <laughs> you sir have been sipping scissor. This, this guy, <laughs> yeah, this this guy comments a lot on uh, Falcons media posts. Um, talking about Matt Ryan as the source of practically all problems, Falcons. So um, as much as I try not to discredit people, this guy has very low credibility in my opinion. So, how Matt Ryan? I mean, man, let me get. I mean, I mean, look at first of all, first of all, look at his name. What's his name? That's the good, good looking honky. No, you know what? I'm not. I'm not gonna go there. I'm not. I'm not gonna go there. Whoever I've been raised better than this. I've been. Is, come over. Come over to my. Come over to my section. I get all the smoke you want. Every every type. Of- <laughs> low, low, low. Send the wolf pack after him. Just send the wolf pack after him. Right? If you want any type of smoke, please. Because let me tell you something, bro. Number two was the reason why we had a chance to win for 14 years, bro. The fact. Mm-hmm. It's a fact of life, like like that's a fact of life, like the like 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 the fat chick on the facts of life, and like Tootie on the facts of life. That's it. <laughs> hey, hey, I got a question. I got a question for everybody. Oh my god. Okay, how do you how do you think it would have been 
if the Falcons would have been going down the same road as the Lions as far as the lack of winning. Bro, they would have burned this city to the ground. <laughs> and, and Mercedes-Benz Stadium would have never got built. <laughs> Mercedes-Benz Stadium would have never got built. The Georgia Dome would have just been an arena without a top. Yeah. It, 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 man. I'm going to tell you something. And y'all better mark it down. Oh, Lord. Because when he brings his ass back here, to play that game, and it's gonna be here. You, 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 you. I'm not gonna you, do that. You, mm. I'm that. I want to beat his fucking ass. I want to beat Matt Ryan's ass. I'm sorry. I'm gonna want to beat him that day too, and 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 I'm gonna want you know. And, I'm and, not and, gonna and, be smiling. Gonna gonna get his revenge. I'm not. But, I'm but, sorry. But you. I'm, I'm, mm-mm. I'm, you listen. you already know you, you already know they're gonna have some Falcon Colts jerseys no, in in the crowd. Y'all, y'all, y'all do know Matt. Y'all do know Matt Petty is for right. right? Y'all, I, y'all. I'm I'm y'all. I, I'm raised differently. I'm I'm raised differently. <laughs> once you're not yeah. on my team no more, look, I want I want to. I'm not cheering for you in no type of way. Oh oh, I'm, 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 right. I'm, yep. I'm not. I'm not gonna be happy that you beat him. I don't want you to beat him. But when you go beat everybody else, it's all great. But when you talk, when you step in my neighborhood, when you step in my neighborhood, I am going to be wishing for us to beat that ass. Yes, I am. Man, listen. Oh, oh it's already, it's already set in stone. He's stepping. They're going to try to punish him. Is, Trust me. All I'm saying all I'm saying is, all y'all I'm saying is, y'all do know Matt Petty as well. He come down to this dome as a cult. We spanking that ass. I don't give a fuck how bad he get. It's going to be the first game in yeah. Atlanta Falcons history that everybody show up. <laughs> you ain't going to need to be able to get tickets for that game. I am on it. I'm just trying to give the antidote just so you, you, you nobody will be jumping off a cliff. When it's all said and done, when it's all said and done, that Hall of Fame going to have a Falcon on it, though. Right. Right. Bro, that game going to be sold out so much, you're going to have motherfuckers hanging Hanging through the roof. That that's how much that game gonna be sold out. Bro. Look, 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 look. Let me tell you something. They gonna put that on Monday Night Football. That's gonna be a Monday Night game on purpose. Yep. And exactly. I hope, and I hope they down twenty eight to three and make a comeback on his ass. That's what I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who wants smoke, anybody who wants smoke about Matt Ryan in the comments, please come through because I get it already. Because I'm just because I'm Puerto Rican. Please come through. Come through the hey man, hey, hey. if you want to do something safe, don't do that. Listen, I want all smoke. Any smoke about Matt Ryan, I take it. If you ain't prepared, don't do that. Don't do that. Any smoke. <laughs> Yeah, 
We about to be a hey, look, they come on, we about to be a four hour show. <laughs> so I can see hey. how they go right now. Just, look, 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 just as look, look, just as long as your ass don't talk about Stanson Bennett, we oh good. Oh my god, please don't say that name though. Hey, 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 look, 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 look. Hey, 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 you motherfucker mute me, boy. We in this shit now, goddamn it. We, we <laughs> But, but, but wait, wait, oh wait. Look, look, look. You see, Mike ain't said Mike ain't said too much, but look, when he get quiet, you already know what time it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, hey, this look, I'm about to say this for hey, look, I'm about to say this looking fool over here muting me now. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 Ken, I, 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 I want to say this real quick about, about the squad. Um, okay, yeah, let's, kind of let, let's kind of get everybody to ask talk because we want to. I, I want to be able to put this on uh, a, a podcast, a Spotify podcast, so everybody can get, get some shine. So, when everybody have their last um, their last take, so yeah, we, we can't do three hours. I don't think people want to hear a three hour podcast on Spotify. Let y'all, <laughs> yeah. if y'all want it, yeah, they, it's do, hard they, to do, get they do do it. They do yeah. do it. Yeah, but I, I that, that that be on that rat that be on that ratchet that ratchet shit. Everybody, everybody listen yeah, three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Yelling see, at this is different. Our ratchetness is informative. See that that is a difference. <laughs> Our ratchetness makes us makes us come off as fucking insane over here. But but, but see, we deal with that. probably get that three hour show when it's us versus the Saints game. That's probably when you're gonna hear all of that stuff. Hey, right. <laughs> real talk though. People 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 got to recognize what the situation is. Okay, this is Alex Smith and uh, Mahomes. From the year before yeah. they drafted him to the year that they drafted him to the year after and they, that's what this setup is. Um, people, you have to recognize from last year to this year, if you're sitting around talking about, oh, we're only going to win two games, we're only going to win four games, then you don't know coaching. Now, I hate I've always hated homework. Forever I've hated homework. But Matt Mike gave me some homework a long time ago. <laughs> and I went down that rabbit hole about this man, Arthur Smith. And y'all better get on board and you're gonna miss it. This is old school at its finest. This is we're gonna build this through the draft. And we're going to win this way. This is the 70s Steelers. This is the 70s, 80s Cowboys. This is the 80s, late 80s, 90s, 49ers. This is what y'all watching this man do. And I, and I ain't predicting shit. I'm just telling you the style of uh, and the concept and the philosophy is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You spend too much time sitting around looking for something to complain about. You're going to miss it. Mm, talk to him, OG. Talk to him like they DMX. Talk. <laughs> Just saying, man. 
I've I, I've seen this team. I, I've seen this team. I, I I saw June Jones play quarterback for this team. I saw Steve Barkowski. I saw Chris Miller. I I saw, I've seen every quarterback from in, from then from 1978 to now. And without a blind eye, I can tell you, put some respect on Matt Ryan's name. If you ain't never seen nothing, if you want to talk about this franchise, and if all you concerned about is excitement, excited. Hold on, hold on one, one, one thing, Sam. Let me give a uh, shout-out to Cassie Stewart. Uh, hey, I'm a Cowboys fan, but you all are my favorite guys. I also had uh, to chime in and say hello. Love the channel. Uh, we we, we true. This means more to – I don't want to be disrespectful, but, like, this this right here means more to us than any Falcons fan can give us because right. this comes from the heart. Like we're talking about a heart for somebody that really re- respects us for what we are, and they enjoys us for what we are. So, Cassie, we truly appreciate that. Any anybody, like I say, ain't no love lost for the Falcon fan. But when we start getting respect and honor from fans for other teams, that right there means the world to us, bro. So, thank you, Cassie, for that. Because that means information is getting out. That's what mm-hmm. that means. The truth is, is real. Yeah, we talk our shit. We clown and all it, but but at the end of the day, <laughs> you learn something. <laughs> you learn yeah. something. That's and then that, that, that goes for all of us. I mean, but we met, we we argue for this fight every day, and but and then on, on throughout all that. We mess around and learn something from each other in philosophies and concepts and secrets, all of that. And y'all have no idea, man. <laughs> I'm a stubborn motherfucker. I'm stubborn as hell. <laughs> I'll just say, leave it at that. I'm stubborn as motherfucker. <laughs> all right, well, um, you want to go? Um, K style, you about to go? Who, who want to go? Um, I'll go. Um, I appreciate Matt Mike, AFM family, always K-Styles. We got to get you to a 1,000 subs. Thank you for having me on your platform. As always, the Wolf, Wolf love to everybody out there, definitely doing their thing. (sighs) Let's try to process this season slowly. Let's get that good energy. I've been looking at the Falcon reels. They've been real positive, real great. They got some great spirit. Um, I feel great. Um, And I just want to be able to process this season. I think we're going to surprise a lot of people. Like I said before, the apology got to be bigger than disrespect. So if we win nine games, seven games, there better be a line of people to apologize to to this fan base. So all I'm saying, everybody be a line of people. Okay, so thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much. I love what you guys do. And to reach out to other 
fan bases. That's 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 what we're here to do is to interact with other fan bases and grow as a as a as a football and a sports community. And that's awesome. And you guys are doing that. And I'm just following. I'm just following suit, man. Thank you all the time for having me on your show, man. Thank you. Hey man, it's all love. Yo, salute, man. Salute to you guys, man. Hey, Thank you. just trying to be informative. Can I get a link to your uh, your channel? Oh, yeah, sure, definitely. I'll, I'll yeah, definitely I, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Thank, thank yeah, you, man. You know, before I before I go, I definitely want to say that cinema is exactly. This is a good platform. I love the show since I started watching it. I love uh, both of these guys on there with it. I think y'all got great content, and I'm glad that the show continues to keep growing. It's a fantastic show. We may disagree on certain things, but the main thing is the success of this channel. So I'm real good to see that y'all continue to keep getting your followers. And if y'all need a car, you come over to Smart Ride and get your car. Hey, look, hey, look, man. I'm gonna go next, man. Cause Smart Ride, me and him, me and Smart Ride go at it all the goddamn time. All the but, time. All the time. Yeah. But, but but at the end of the day, we finally got him to come on and talk with us. So this is this is definitely good. Bro, that's all we want. Look, I'm not gonna be I don't know. Look, I'm we're the type of people we we ain't gonna we we ain't gonna let bullshit ride. That's just how it go. We we hear some more people. We're going to call it. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. like, mm, I wish I would have said something. We're going we gonna to say, it. even if we don't agree or disagree, we're not going to let stuff ride. And that's what all, that's what sports is about, man. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, but, the thing about, but the thing about it is, even if you have a difference of opinion, if you can't talk it out, then what the what, what what's the point of making the right. opinion if you're not going to listen to somebody else's way of thinking? But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I'm I'm gonna leave off with this man. Um, like you said, going back to what Los Falco Los was talking about, Wolf was talking about earlier about the shooting and the kids and stuff like this, man. Hey man, we all got one life to live, man. I mean, we gotta enjoy every day we got. Um, like you said, we talk football here. We 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 have fun, just like you said, just talking sport. This is kind of like a safe haven for all of us until we get off of here and we gotta face the real world and knowing that any day any one of us can get taken out. So I always say I appreciate talking to everybody. I appreciate everybody tuning in. I definitely appreciate everybody that's helped. Not only just me along the way on this two space, but then help everybody else. Like you said, Los Falcon down here, Devontae, uh, Sam over here. Like I said, AFN, Maggie, all of us. Like I said, we like what 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 they say? What they say? Um, drumline, one band, one sound. That's what the sports community needs. <laughs> And it, and it has to have different opinions because if everybody has the same opinion, then the shit is not fun to look at. Everybody's got to disagree. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm in a whole group of nothing but Bulldogs fans, and I'm the only yelling, Georgia Tech yelling. <laughs> you can tell. You, you Yeah. And, and if y'all telling me that some of y'all can't, some of y'all don't like the fact that they ain't made the playoffs in four years, 
Try being a fan of a college that nobody respects. Okay. <laughs> Let's be honest. But for real, like you said, coach. Exactly. Waffle House coach, boy, we do taxes over there. We got damn build buildings. Hell, my motherfucker computer hack your asses over there, boy. That's the school of the door. <laughs> but but for real though, like you said, man, just just appreciate everybody that you're around. Everybody's around you for a reason. Good, bad, ugly. You learn life. So Mm-hmm. Once again, appreciate everybody, man. And I'm a pass. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a hit this. Um, this, this Magic Johnson pass over to whoever wants it next. Yeah, yeah. I'll go. I'll go. I just want to say, man. First of all, appreciate you guys for having me on. I love the show. I'm always learning. But what we got to understand is this: we ain't the '90s Falcons no more. We ain't the twenty. We ain't the 2000s. We ain't the 2010s no more. We 2022. We are a different culture. And culture shock piss off everybody. And it's supposed to. We're about to get back to the gridiron. Real football. Not this flashy, prissy, tippy-toe, twerking type stuff that people have been used to. Real, hard-nosed, hitting football. And they're trying, we're trying to build something that's sustainable. Like y'all just said, half of the players that was in the Dimitrov era are almost gone. We trying to have players from my team, from these classes, get into the Hall of Fame. So let's get behind our team. Let's be positive, And let's see these Falcons win the way we know they can. That's my piece. So it's going to be no more hot girl summer Falcons. No oh, more slut walk defense. No, no more throw that ass in the circle. No more of that. No more boy. No more. No more discoing on no the twenty more, yard no line. <laughs> Is that? No don't drop that down to them. Is that? Yeah. yeah ain't that? no more. Ain't, ain't no more. Bend it over and bust it open. That that's yeah, over. Nah. Yeah, nah. It's gonna be somebody's gonna get their ass kicked. That's the power we're gonna get now. <laughs> All right, Duante, what you got, bro? All right, I'll just say this, man. We gotta throw expectation out the window. Let's let's ride with the team, game by game by game, man. If I have to throw in an example, I'm a Hawks fan. I've seen this team just the season prior not have a shot at even sniffing the playoffs and get to the Eastern Conference Finals when everybody was saying they weren't nothing. They were just the fifth seed. They're not going to get past this team. They're not going to get past that team. Mm. So they, Don't look at the schedule and be scared. I ain't never scared. I don't care what team it is. I don't care if we're going against the 85 Bears. I want my team to win. Tarkish. I want them to win every single game and show up and support them like you know in your heart of heart that they're going to win every single game. That's all I got to say. <sighs> Well, I, I want to end with this just a little um, kind of expand on what Wolf was saying on uh, K-Styles is, is that got to get back to a culture where we're paying close attention to our kids, man. 
my best friend was murdered, okay? Shot in the back of the head, cold blood, for another, you know, by another young kid. I had to bury him at a tender age of 19, 20. He was 20 years old. I was 21. He was 20. It took me about a decade to get over that situation. And I'm still kind of traumatized from it. Like, that's one one of the reasons why they call me Mad Mike because I react not so um, expectantly. Um, it's just different emotions. Like, anything can trigger me at any given moment. I, like, I still have trust issues um, with just people. I don't make friends easily. So when I am your friend, you know, take that what you know, take that for what it is. I don't like getting to know new people. I don't fuck with new people. But the people that's close to me, they know I go hard for them. Why am I saying that? Because we talking about it again. I know this kid was an absolute monster for what he did to those children, but that was a direct correlation to what he does not have at home. You don't have to have a blood father, a blood mother. If we just take the time to look at a kid when he's sitting on a curb crying or he walking in the, in, in the streets, because these kids give you there's a lot of warning signs that come. Well, he stay in the house all day, just play video games. Those are warning signs. Nobody can tell me that this kid who decided to do to do what he did to those children at the elementary school that he did not have warning signs, and that he doesn't that he didn't have a good bone, um, a good bone in his body. Um, those are kids, man. Kids. And we got these politicians that didn't give a fuck. Politicians don't give a fuck. So we are we are, are here making these excuses about gun laws and this. How about you sit next to that kid, give him a hug, give him some advice? Because again, we all can make a difference. Don't put all the blame and say, well, these politicians got these tough gun laws. Again, I've seen kids sitting on the curb crying. What's wrong, little buddy? You good? Hey, man, here's $5, here's $20, man. Go get you something to eat, man. Everything's going to be okay. We don't do that anymore. We look at people distraught. We see these homeless people sitting at the store, sitting on the curb. You know they're homeless, and you know they, you know, you, you know, you know these kids, these people are struggling, and we just walk past them. We got three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 in our pocket, in our bank accounts. You can go to a Waffle House and get them a meal. You can buy them a couple of shirts here at, at, at a family dollar for $10. You got $10 to spare. You can buy a kid, you can buy a kid a video game. You can buy a kid, you know, some shoes and clothes and this. 
the problem is with this country mostly is that everybody thinks it's okay to just mind your motherfucking business when you see people hurting. That's it. We're talking about kids. Anybody taking time out to see what happened to the, that what that quote unquote monster did? Where his father at? Where his mother at? Because his grandparents was raising him. That's probably something that he was struggling with. Nobody loved him. So guess what? When you when you don't have that love, when you don't feel love, trust me, you start getting very angry. You start getting really resentful. You start to hate yourself. And then when you start hating yourself, you start hating everything that's better than you. So it's always a reason for everybody's madness from Charlie Manson didn't get no love. He didn't have no love and no guidance in his life. And he turned into a monster. There's so many instances where people are quote unquote monsters, but those monsters weren't born. So with that being said, we got to start giving a fuck again. Stop not saying anything. It but I'm telling you right now, if it wasn't for a few people in my hood, and we talking about dope dealers who told me, Mike, you got you got potential. You could be a great basketball player. You can be a great football player. If it was for them, who the fuck knows where I'll be? Because I was look, I love the streets. I love hanging around the dope boys. Dope boys are my we talking about dope boys, we talking about straight up killers in my neighborhood. Murderers. These were my best friends. So if these guys who are dope dealers, killers, and telling me the right thing, why the fuck are you? You're not a dope dealer. You're not a killer. Why can't you help the next person? So with that being said, man, again, we got to stop ignoring the kids. Help these kids out, bro. Help the these kids are crying out for help. They're not fucking psychotic. They don't have the fucking right guidance. Everybody too fucking scared to say something. Stop blaming everything on the politicians. You do something about it. So, okay, style, you got, you want to, um, you know, kind of end it with that. Close this out a little bit. All right, man. I would close this out the right way, but StreamYard was fucking with my music, so y'all not gonna get the quiet storm outro like I normally do now. So until next time, we definitely appreciate y'all. Continue to support everybody, but we ain't here to play. We here mm-hmm. to stay. Oh yeah. You ain't gotta go home. No, no. But you gotta get the everybody. Do sad. Do sad.